Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Uh, once again, that's 800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Uh, coming up, the latest on the immigration situation, kind of to follow up from our discussion on Saturday night, we've got actually word on exactly what's happening to the border fence. Uh, apparently there are some uh, parts of the border where there is a fence that the government was uh, pretty proud of, I guess. And we'll see how the immigrants are handling that uh, here in a little while. But first, let's go into the email box. Mark, you've got something, uh, a response to a question I asked on the air. We didn't get any calls on it, uh, but we did get an email. Yeah, this uh, this email is from Metal Giant, whom I, uh, I I think writes great emails and always asks similar questions, but uh, he brings something back to us that, uh, I don't know, we, we have to ad- address. Okay, sure. All right. <clears throat> um, we, we had uh, last, I think it was Saturday night or Friday night, we were talking about uh, sort of, uh, you know, how, how to deal with endangered species. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a question started by uh, UK's very own Ziggy regarding an endangered species and free market solutions. And ending with Ian stating, do you have an objection to that? Sort of speaking to the audience. Well, the point, uh, the point that Ziggy was making was that in some African countries, certain animals that had been prohibited as far as owning them, had been prohibited to own them, were now legal to own. And the, uh, the fact that people were able to own these animals meant that they were interested in protecting them. Whereas if you can't own the animals then essentially what happens is the poachers come in and they clean up the animal populations and the, you know, the populations dwindle, whereas when people can own the animals and use them for products that they want to create from their husks and their tusks and their, you know... Uh, Anything that you might create from, from an animal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when people are able to own the animals and sell the animals and breed the animals, then they flourish because then they become something that is valuable and, and tradable. And in the same way that there's no uh, shortage of chickens. Or cows, exactly. Right. So that was Ziggy's point, and what did uh, Metal Giant have to say? Well, um, let me finish up with what uh, you, you had said. Do you think that people should be able to own animals? I'd love to hear from you. And uh, he says, well, hello there again, it's me. Um, yes, I do have an objection to that. Firstly, though, I'd like to state that I do not want um, my opinion to be made law or forced in any way. Good. I would hope that my opinions persuade a voluntary behavioral change, and I agree that a free market is the best way to handle interactions of property. So he's going to try to convince us to not own any animals whatsoever, including cats and dogs? Well, let me go on. Okay. Um, Yeah, I want to hear this. To handle interactions of property, but it's just um, interesting semantics on the real issue. I object to the assumption itself that animals, human animals included, are or can be property. (laughs) Consider this. Okay. I am government. I choose to own you. You are my property. I am superior to you all. You all are my inferiors, and you are nothing to me, and rightly so. I choose to use force against you, and I enslave you because I can. I am mighty, and you are weak. Without me, if left alone to be free, you will all turn into feral, and chaos will prevail. I decree that your freedom of choice, free markets, nature, natural selection will be your downfall, so I shall protect you from it. I make the rules, and I call the shots. You need my protection from yourselves and your silly notions. Hmm. Those that speak against me, owning um, you as property, shall be labeled as hippie whack jobs, freaks, and nutcases. All this talk of freedom and liberty is pointless because you are my property, and as my property, you are little more than an object with no individuality or free will. 
Your arguments, opinions, emotions are irrelevant to me. I am comforted to know that all governments around the world are the same as me. It has been that way forever, and it will never change. So give up. To struggle against me offends me and angers me. Mm. For me to change, then everyone, must, then everyone must change. Fundamentally, in principle, in mass, and frankly, you peons, you things, don't deserve change because principled paradigm shifts are too difficult for your little brains and require too much mental effort on a daily basis. Freedom and liberty should apply to everyone and everything always. Otherwise, it's slavery for all forever. So he is suggesting that the government owning the, the rest of us, which essentially is, it does, is akin to us owning cats and dogs and elephants and tigers. I can you make an argument against that? Sure. Uh, okay. We're volitional beings, and we have the ability to choose things and express our choices. And we can choose to be free and choose not to be controlled. We can also fight back against an individual who would like to uh, to control us. Now we know that we know from example that if you fight back against the government, you're probably going to end up dying. But that but we can fight back, okay? And and so can animals. Uh, in right. fact, and, and and I would argue, and he, I, I'm certain he would argue too, that they are volitional beings. Um, you know, I, fine, I'm, and they can choose to fight back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. You know, my kitty would kill me if he had the opportunity. I, you know, if I have he was no big doubt, enough. Right. I have no doubt that uh, that he would have the uh, that he would tear out my innards and uh, chew on me. Uh, he would he would love every moment of it as well. Yeah. You know, he would have no uh, qualms about uh, you know completely removing my life from me if right. he was if he was able to pull it off. But he's what not. Makes, what makes gra- cats great is that they only weigh ten to fifteen pounds. Right. In the case of senior grouchy pants, they weigh twenty two. But had he the the claws and the testicles, um, you know, he, perhaps he would do just the same. It it doesn't seem like Senor would mourn if I were dead. He would no. he would mourn if um if there was no one to fill his <laughs> but he'd be able to nibble on you for quite a while though well, you big boy I, I would agree and and I don't think that that in an, in and of itself the the fact that uh, the cat might kill me gives me the right to subject it to anything. Um, well, look, I'm here to live my life and enjoy it, mm-hmm. and uh, having animals helps me enjoy my life. Yep. It's uh, it's something that brings me pleasure and uh, brings me happiness, and I would like to think that uh, my kitty Ravage has the you know is is enjoying a longer, happier life because of me. Now, Metal Giant certainly, is going to say that certainly a longer life. In his, I'm sure, in Metal Giant's opinion, it's not a happy life because he's imprisoned in my house and uh, cannot leave. In fact, it would be a bad thing if he left. Because he has been declawed, and so therefore, odds are good he wouldn't stand much of a chance out in the real well, world. Uh, unlike Senor, you declawed your cat. That's correct. I did not de- declaw mine. Um, I just got him that way, and, and so there he is. But he does have volition. He he certainly goes to the door and, and, and meows to be let out, mm-hmm. as though I'm going to do such a thing up here with the, in the wilds of New Hampshire where uh, things like... Fisher cats run free and disembowel little kitties like Senor all the time just for fun. Uh, you know, I'm not going to let him out. But I do it for his safety, and I, I just, you know, when, when Metal Giant brings up these, uh, these points, however much I really do enjoy pork chops, um, I, I can't argue with his stance that the ownership of a pet is very similar to the, uh, the government's relationship to people. Well, not really, because, again, uh, the pets, you know, they don't have the ability to say no or say yes, and, and I think that we should well, extend not the, in English. I think we should extend the uh, the courtesy of not owning uh, one uh, another person to people that are also human beings. But 
anybody else, it's open season, uh, you know, because that's what we want for ourselves. We want to be able to, to live our lives unmolested without having other human beings come and try to take our stuff or take our lives from us. Uh, but and in the case of the beasts, the beasts are here for our pleasure, and the beasts are here for uh, for us to eat, and they're here for us to pet and well, I, to I, domesticate I, and to do, uh, you know, to turn into products and to do as we choose with them, and that's their purpose. Well, I'm not as I, far I, as I'm concerned. I don't know that that's necessarily the purpose. It's certainly not the purpose that they see, um, they see for themselves. I would think, um, but I can say that in a world where Everyone's, it's their purpose for us. Everyone, including all animals, are free. Um, then one would ask some questions about some plants. Um, you know, I mean, you know, do plants want to be not, uh, you know, cut down and eaten? Or transferred from one place to another? I, you know, there's, there's a lot of questions about plants. They don't have a central nervous system. I know that's the, that's the best argument, but I've, I have seen footage where plants do react to, uh, you know, uh, like a fly being killed in the room and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I... I, I believe that plants have some sort of reaction, um, and you know I don't I don't think about these things on a regular basis. But if I were to have private property, the animals would not understand concepts of private property. No, they don't. And so therefore, they would become varmints um, in coming into my private property, and I would be able to shoot them at will. Um, I've killed some mice that have come on my property. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, and the. So they're cute. I like, you know, they're cute to look at. Yeah, mice are cute. I don't want them tearing up my the food store. and yeah, eating stuff. That's so mine. I don't know if it's entirely fair to the animal this whole freedom thing because they don't understand uh, concepts like private property, which are uh, and they are not willing to reciprocate as well. They we know what private property is and we want to respect private property, but they will not, and nor will they ever understand it. So it's a, I think it's two totally different worlds. More coming up. You can take control if you want to chime in on this animal rights situation. We'd love to hear from you. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free. So enjoy those on us. And those features, by the way, include updates. If you want to get kept in the loop about what's going on with Free Talk Live, you want to know first, get on the updates list. Go to updates.freetalklive.com. And get signed up for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. How much do you spend on coffee? JustPlainJoe.com offers over 60 different flavors, roasted to order from gourmet Arabica coffee beans in whole uh, whole bean or ground at just $7.99 a 12-ounce package. And it's roasted fresh to order. JustPlainJoe.com. Most orders delivered within three business days via UPS. Buy five packages and you'll save on shipping. That's JustPlainJoe.com. Uh, Just uh, continue the discussion here shortly about uh, pets and ownership. And Metal Giant had emailed in to answer my question as to if there was anyone out there that did not believe one should be able to own pets. I was specifically asking about endangered species at the time, but he's gone ahead and uh, made the suggestion that human beings should not be able to own any pets whatsoever uh own kill slaughter uh, turn them turn them into products whatever uh we should not be able to interact uh, apparently with animals in in any way shape or form at least the way uh, that's the way i understood it we can look at them i'm sure and get maybe get somewhat close to them but apparently uh, taking them and putting them into our yards or our houses and feeding and taking care of them uh is 
not okay with him. Now, he did say that he wasn't going to use the force of government to, to try to uh, mold us in his belief system, and I appreciate that. I, I, have, a lot of res- I have more respect for his opinion uh, as a result of the, the fact that he does not want to enforce it upon me. However, I don't think that his position is going to convince very many people that are that like me believe that their lives are enriched by having animals around. I like having a kitty. In fact, some people that own cats might not really even agree with the way I treat mine. And uh, the w- uh, just to give you an example, uh, my cat can do all kinds of tricks for me, and I've never seen a cat do tricks like uh, like my cat does. And I, I think it has to do with the way you treat your animals. You can do the same thing with a dog. In fact, that's how I learned how to do this. It's called the no free lunch technique, and the concept is simple. If you want your uh, kitty or your dog to be more obedient to you, which, by the way, as far as dogs are concerned, makes them happier. They like to please you, so... It's a good thing for them. Yeah, they, they, I, I would totally agree that, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're great with your animals. And I believe that my kitty is happier, too, as a result of that. Of course, that's, you know, I can't ask him, so that's just my belief system, right? I'm too, I'm too lazy to uh, do the, the, the whole trick thing. I mean, you know, I, I just want to enjoy the animal as the animal is. And I, I kind of like Senior Grouchy Pants to be grumpy and mean. No, that's good. And, that's good. And, and he's very good at it. Uh, so, but, but I think most people believe certain things about cats, and they, they believe that cats are... Lazy. They believe that cats, you know, you just have to feed them and change their litter box, and that's it. Maybe pet them if they come near you. I think most people are fairly hands-off as far as their interactions with their cats. They believe dogs can learn tricks, but for whatever reason, they don't think cats can too. And the fact is, they can. Uh, but what you have to do is you have to get the kitty to do tricks for you before you give him things he wants. Kitty, wa- kitties want things like food, and uh, so if my kitty doesn't do tricks for me, I won't feed him. And you can better believe that. He's going to start doing tricks after he doesn't get uh, after he doesn't get his food. No, normally he's pretty good That's about twice doing a day. It. You feed the cat, right? So uh, he misses, two to three times a day. So he misses, uh, you know, one one feeding. It's not that big of a deal, and he right. he's, he's usually pretty pretty quick to uh, you know do the tricks after the first feeding. I think missed. people also don't think. I, I think they underestimate the intelligence level of their animals as well. And I think that uh, kitties and dogs are much smarter than people give right. them credit for. I mean, uh, people wouldn't even believe you if they if I told told them that uh, your cat knows the difference between uh, uh, its right and its left. I mean, when you say shake right, it shakes right. Uh, when you say shake left, it shakes left. When you say high five right, it gives a high five on the right hand side. High five on the left hand side. He uh, can lay down. He can roll over. I mean, it, can, it's, it's an amazing amount of tricks. He can hop does. up. He can you know get down off of things. Uh, he, he does all kinds of neat and things. And it's just proof positive the poor thing's starving. <laughs> So, like I said, some people wouldn't necessarily agree with that particular way to uh, to handle kitties, but it works for me, and it, it works well. So I'm glad that Metal Giant doesn't want to run roughshod over my freedom to own animals in the way that I think I should be able to own them. He's certainly not starving. You know, it's not no, like he's skin no, and bones pudgy. or anything like that. However, he's hungry. <laughs> right. So just to give you, uh, explain it one more time, once the kitty does something, you name it. You know, he sits down, good sit. And then you can ask him to sit after that point. After you've named it just a couple of times, he knows. He knows exactly what it is you're saying uh, if you've named the action that he's doing. But they'll pretend like they don't know. So if you're asking him to sit after you've named him sitting and he knows what the word sit is and you tell him to sit, he'll just sit, you know, he'll just stand there and look at you and, you know, rub up against your legs as though he doesn't know what, what it is that you're saying. And if you don't have the patience to sit and wait him out, 
until he actually does what you command him to do, he will constantly win, and you will never actually get him to uh, to behave in the way you want him to. Right. So you, you have to be patient. I, I was left with the task of feeding the cat while you went uh, went away to the uh, Radio and Records uh, Talk Radio seminar uh, a month ago or so, mm-hmm. and uh, I I did attempt to uh, do what it is that you um you know uh, you do with the cat, and I'm like, all right, shake right. I, you know, I got my legs rubbed up against uh, shake left. Yeah, I, I got looked at stupidly, uh-huh. you, know, <laughs> you know. And the cat, the cat knows a sucker oh, when they yeah. see one, and and I don't have the the patience to stand there and wait. Yep. All right, well, you're not getting fed. Yep. For one thing, I was feeding him once a day. I was going to give him giving him a larger serving serving once a day, mm-hmm. and I certainly wasn't um, willing to not give him any food for not doing the trick. And I just didn't want to wait, you know. I didn't want yeah. to have to walk up the stairs three different times, try to get him to do some tricks or whatever. So I just so gave him the food, you. and yeah. you know, he he didn't didn't do the tricks. I can watch you do them. I know that it's I know for a fact the cat can do them. Sometimes it'll throw you off in the beginning if you're not used to how they handle you, uh, and you'll believe that well, even though you've named the trick a couple of times, you'll believe that he still doesn't know, but he does. He he knows, and I think it's it's a lot like a kid. I remember this uh, this. Girlfriend of one of my old my ex girlfriend, this friend of hers uh, would would have her little daughter come over and she she'd babysit for her, and uh, apparently this little girl would play her mother in the same way that kitties and dogs will will play their owners in the way I'm describing. This was the issue of shoes and tying one's shoes. And essentially what this little girl would do would be she'd complain that she couldn't tie her shoes and she would cry until mom would come over and tie her shoes for her. But my ex-girlfriend at that time, she tried the same crap with her and she wouldn't stand for it. She just said, look, you're going to tie your own shoes. I'm I'm not going to tie them for you. And so after she was done crying... And trying to get what she wanted from making a lot of noise, she went ahead and tied her own damn shoes. And she behaves – it's just animals and kids behave better when they're given the correct incentives. And that's all I'm talking about. But some people, I bet, would be very offended that I uh, treat my cat that way. That, what? You don't just feed your cat? You make him perform tricks for you? How dare you? Um, He's a volitional being that can choose things for himself. Degrading. Yeah. In fact, I make him do several tricks in a row sometimes. You know, I I, I would like to hear uh, Metal Giant. Uh, I I sort of agree with the things he says. I can see that animals are volitional beings, um, and yeah, they, they choose. To they don't want to be take eaten. advantage of you. What, what it's it's not it's not some kind of uh, to me it is not some kind of uh, battle between me and the animal. Um, but I'd like it's a to fun hear challenge, not a battle. Suggest what the world would be like um, where animals were free to do what they wished and all that other stuff. And um, I, you know, I, I think that the, to me there's some problems. And it seems like humans were made to eat animals, and it, that that's a real big issue to overcome. If they didn't taste good, we wouldn't eat them. 800-259-9231. That you can be sure of. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. It's time to pick a candidate, a serious candidate for president, and start moving forward. That candidate is George Phillies. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message, paid for by Phillies 2008. The show is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. That's 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where we've got a wiki with over 1,500 pages created by listeners like you. Go and edit whatever you want on the wiki. Uh, Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive. wiki.freetalklive.com. Is another fad diet really the answer to losing those extra pounds? 
or working out and eating right no longer working to help you lose weight? If you can help, if you can relate to that, then go read the story of a doctor who lost 37 pounds in one month and has kept it off. See the actual before and after pictures and read his story at notfatanymore.com. Want to get off the fad diet roller coaster forever? Then check out notfatanymore.com. We go to your phone calls. You can bring up anything to the amp line across the pond. It's Ziggy. Hi, guys. Hey, Ziggy. What's okay. on your mind? I just want to pick you up on something which you said at the beginning of the show. Um, it wasn't it wasn't illegal to own animals in in, in South Africa. It was uh, illegal to hunt elephants and white rhinos. I see. But but, but essentially, uh, you know, I mean, the the things that people want from elephants and white rhinos, uh, they they procure by killing those animals. So um, yeah. you couldn't slaughter them. Hunting and slaughtering being uh, you know different words, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically. So essentially, they said you can own elephants as long as you don't kill them, and that doesn't yeah. isn't, isn't terribly helpful. Uh, uh, basically, also there is a, a there is a there is a libertarian argument for vegetarianism. Oh yeah. Um, concerning the initiation of force. Um, however, this wasn't what I rang in for. Um, oh, I would say that, you know, it's definitely initiation of force, but it's an initiation of force against another species that would have no problem initiating force upon you uh, were they able to actually pull it off. Like I said, in the case of my kitty, he would kill me in a heartbeat if he had the opportunity to. Yeah, that, that, is, that, is, that is true. And, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a vegetarian, but not for that reason. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm a veggie, veggie for, for health reasons. That makes sense. Anyways, the, the reason I rang in was because on Sunday a friend of mine actually rang up uh, Gavin, and he said that uh, he was an elected um, councillor, which he is. And Ian suddenly was seemed a bit perplexed. Why would an elected official be listening to Free Talk Live? It was a pleasant surprise, uh, certainly. I wouldn't imagine that uh, many of them would be too attracted to, to our program. Well, he's one of the good guys, Ian, seriously. It must um, be. I believe you. He sounded like a good guy. Yeah, he, um, you know, he's a, I can't, I won't reveal where he's a councillor. But he, um, for instance, uh, he's managed to lobby the police in his, uh, uh, in, his, in his ward not to raid brothels, and they've backed off. Wow. And now he's trying to do the same about drugs. More power to him, man. That's great. And he's also uh, um, arranging a tax pro- protest. Super. I um, think that's fantastic. And, uh, I mean, in, in this country, that, that is quite remarkable for, an, for, for any elected uh, official to do something like that. I agree. Any country. Yeah, if, uh, if there were 15 of him sitting on the city of Keene City Council, I think things would be a whole lot better around here. Yeah. Anyways, cheers. Thanks, Siggy. Appreciate the call. Let's continue and talk to Dave in Ohio, listening on WAIS. Hello, Dave. Hi, guys. Hey, what's um, on your mind? I want to tell you I'm a Mormon, and I the Mormon children does not it condones the actions of the other church. The, con- uh, the Mormon what condones the uh, fundamentalists? Or condemns. Condemns, oh, yeah. condemns. Yes, Mormons uh, are, are not uh, necessarily, you know, the, the, the real G- Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Church is not for the fundamentalist Jesus Christ of Latter-day yeah. Saints Church. Yeah. So um, I just want to point that out. To I you. appreciate you highlighting that, Dave, and thank you for the call tonight. I... In fact, I've got uh, an, an update on the fundamentalist sect, uh, the fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and the the raid that happened in Texas, uh, according to the Associated Press, and we'll get into some details. But the mothers 
of many of the children who were removed from their ranch have now written the the governor of Texas appealing for help, and they are not pleased with uh, the way the state has been treating their children. As you might imagine, uh, kids in state custody is right. not a pleasant situation. I heard that they're gonna, you know, that they're deciding what to do with all the children, and and that's what doesn't, you know, perplexes me is, you know, there were there was a complaint. So they from, own them, right? There was a complaint from one person who was living there and whom they have not found. But yep. they they're deciding what to do with all these other kids. Well, you should leave them with their families because, you know, there hasn't been a complaint raised. Let's see. What, we'll find out what the moms have to say in a moment. But let's go first to Paula in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Paula. Yeah, hi, hon. Um, I wanted to let y'all know what's taking place down here in Florida. The mm. truckers are being shot at. Truckers are being shot really? at. By yeah, who? Uh, people are getting upset because they're shutting down. And my son and another trucker were shot, both shot at uh, over at uh, Lake Butler, Florida. Where were they at the time? On the road. So somebody, somebody had like on an overpass or something shooting. Uh, it was long um, Highway 100. Wow. But, but anyway, um, I brought charges against uh, the oil companies for this because they're the oil this companies. Problem. Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, they they are responsible for this because I mean, How? they're the one. Yeah, they're the ones. It's that probably some kid problem. with a rifle. It's it's like Butler, well, Florida. Too, it it could I'm very well is, be just an escaped convict, and you just hear the gunshots, and they're shooting the guy off the fence. I mean, you know, you no, don't know. I mean, you. he actually shot right into the windshield. Oh heavens! And and it just it, thank God it was a small caliber because they said if it had been any bigger, it would have it just a little bit was left of the windshield, not much. Just so it was. Do you so, have any pictures of it? Um. My, uh, the police department probably does. Hmm. So what is it that I mean? How are you drawing the connection between some because kid with a rifle and the, the oil problem. companies? They're causing because the trucker said they cannot afford, you know, the fuel. All I mean, a hundred. I mean, a lot of companies have already shut down. Diesel's like and, a buck a gallon more than regular right now. It's definitely fact, going we up. Found out today that UPS is having to uh, deliver stuff that the truckers now cannot deliver. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, but, but anyway, I still don't understand the connection. Right, Why are right, you blaming the, the oil okay? companies, Paula, the oil for companies, the shootings? The oil companies are doing this on purpose to bring the economy down. Why would they want to do that? Why do they want to do that? Because, the, all right, they're, uh, this Rothschild family is what this whole thing is all about. Okay, <laughs> let me explain the whole thing. This war sure. in Iraq, in the Middle East, is to take over the entire Middle East hmm. and all the oil. They want to manipulate the whole world. Uh, they want 80% of us dead. Uh, they, uh, What's they the benefit of 80% anybody. of us being dead? Huh? What's the benefit of 80, 80, 80% of us being dead? Don't ask me. I mean, they want to live in a utopian world, you know, without a whole bunch of people. But anyway, um, this is just how sick they are. And, I mean, they don't care about us. All they care about is themselves. I mean, not all the families in on this, just part of it. But anyway, matter of fact, uh, the family called in on the radio one night and told us to get them out of office as quick as possible. So wait, you're telling me that the uh, the the Rothschild family actually is divided amongst itself, and oh, they... yeah, yeah, big time. Huh. It's amazing yeah. to get anything done, huh, Paula? Well, the thing is, get on rinse.com and look up. No, I, no, I can't do that. Well, I, all I can do is just laugh at to... his wig. When I, whenever well, I go a on his website, that for the family for thirty years, and he knows him, okay? Yeah. Well, if it's on rinse.com, you can pretty much guarantee it is not credible. Huh? Yeah, I mean, the guy has no credibility, Paula. Worked for them for He's a crazy years. kook. He, <laughs> Jeff was Rentz. on their board. He knows them. He lived with them. He knows them backwards and forwards. Jeff Rentz lived with the Rothschilds? No, no. Uh-uh. I didn't say that. I said a gentleman that came on his program. Oh, okay. And his name is Lindsey Williams. Sure. Good old Lindsey. 
Yeah, and uh, but anyway, um, the thing is, is that there. I mean, there, Bill Sick, Al Gore Sick, GW Sick. All right, so Paula, sick. what's the master plan? How is it that they are going to get rid of the eighty percent of the world's population? Well, they're doing it like, for instance, they're the ones that came out with the microwaves, the cell phones to kill everybody. Microwaves that oh, that yeah, eats they, my they, meal they, in a yeah, two minutes. You're saying they, it's killing they, me. They, they, uh, you're radiating yourself every time you use it. But they have shielding. They have a uh, a shield that goes around. You know, you know that grid. If you look mm-hmm. at the window of your uh, your microwave, mm-hmm. and you yeah. ever wonder why there's a, a weird grid there, well, it's yeah. a shield because the microwaves oh, cannot get it cannot pass beyond but that shield. The food that, that shield. you're radiating is what I'm talking about. No, no, I'm pretty sure there's no radiation going to the food. It just heats up the. Uh, it makes it so the couldn't water we, particles move. And couldn't, we buy, couldn't we buy a Geiger food. counter and check and see if there's radiation coming off the food? <laughs> they, I they've was got told those in the, that the, the it fixes does radiate in on the food. Yeah, well, I'm. I don't know where you're and hearing the these things, Paula. You know the cell phones calls. Are you learning this stuff from the Jeff Wrench show? Because if that's oh, where, no, uh-uh. no, no, I've gotten information on it. But anyway, where from uh, the fax machine? Did did it just come out one day and? Tell now, you there's places you can get the information So, out. do you only cook with a, a, a burner? You don't use a microwave? Most of the time, yeah. Uh, Most I mean, of the time. So, sometimes it's worth the risk, huh? Well, you can well, walk I out of the like kitchen. I like just to melt like some butter. So, anyway, uh, <laughs> Thank you, Paula, is- for the call tonight, and uh, we appreciate it, as always. 800-259-9231. Microwaves. They were planted here to shorten your lifespan. But we're living longer, and it sure is nice to have... Uh, Microwavable and food. melted butter. Yeah, that too. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, go shopping with us. At Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, everything you need to buy is pretty much there. 41 categories to shop in. You can even buy used items. And Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase if you start your shopping experience at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. As we continue with your phone calls, we go to Dan in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Dan. Well, we're talking about microwaves tonight, I take it. I guess. Uh, Apparently, Paula wanted to talk about that. Sure. Okay. Do you believe that there is microwaves that you know, put out radiation while you're cooking with them? I guess they put out a certain amount of radiation, but uh, I would imagine it's a safe amount. I mean, I have you heard of anyone dying from this? Well, not yet. Okay. Right. And uh, millions and millions of Americans use microwaves, you know, probably billions of times a year. So seems I, I like it's tend- pretty time-tested and uh, safe. I tend to think that the cell phones will kill you faster than a microwave. All right, here's my question there. If you believe that to be true, then why aren't radio station engineers coming down with serious brain cancers? I mean, these are men and women that spend their lives working underneath 50 to 100,000 watt transmitter towers, and uh, you're concerned about a quarter of a watt or one watt cell phone? Okay, well, the towers, in fact are not located against the side of their head whenever they're making transmission. Yeah, but they're a lot more powerful. So you're well, telling me that one watt put up against the side of your head is more dangerous than 100,000 watts, maybe a few feet, you know, a, a, like 100 feet away? Okay, here's food for thought. I, mm-hmm. I know what you're trying to say, so so try to understand what yeah. I say. All right. I used a cell phone for a little while. Mm-hmm. Now, two things happened to me by using my cell phone over a six-month period. Mm-hmm. I had growths begin to grow along the side of my head where the track of the phone was. Mm. I went to my doctor, and he said they were benign, in other words, non-cancerous little tumors. But mm. those things did not start growing on my head 
until I started using cell phones. Now, were number you worried number, about that happening before? Well, of course, of you course. Were. Let me run through these before I hmm. forget them. Number two, <laughs> I suffer migraines. Every time I use a cell phone on a particular side of my head, I'll it triggers damned. migraines. And last but not least, put a, a, a egg in between two cell phones real close, you know, and turn on both phones, have one call the other, uh-huh. and 20 minutes later, the egg is hard-boiled. That sounds like a nonsense well, to me. Is there at, evidence at the very of that? least, that somebody can check that for themselves. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, they, they, they I want to see the YouTube video. They do get warm, um, you, uh, the cell phones do, when you hold when you hold them up, so, I mean, maybe... maybe not warm enough to cook not, an egg. Nah, I guess they really don't. <laughs> well, go ahead and try it. You, you know, know, if you're getting... Your i got better things to do. Turn them on, and That's let okay. one call the other and put the egg in between. Nah, if I've got 10 20. minutes or whatever, 20 minutes, I'll spend it with my girlfriend if or you, do something else. If, if <laughs> Thank is, you, though. If this is happening for you, I would highly recommend you don't use cell phones. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the fact is, you know, there are millions. I mean, certainly there's a possibility that someone could have some negative experiences, uh, but the fact is millions and millions of people use cell phones on a daily basis, some of them for hours a day, and they're all okay. Is it possible that you just manifested that? You know, some people that worry a lot uh, tend to get cancer. Uh, they also can break out in rashes for no particular reason. Is it possible that you were just so concerned about the cell phone use that you sort of had a reverse placebo effect and and no. uh, managed to break out into something? No, I don't. No, you I've don't think that's seen, possible. I've well, even seen on the national news where guys uh, were perfectly healthy and they started using these cell phones mm-hmm. a lot. And all of a sudden, they've got brain cancers, they've got brain tumors and stuff. Well, I don't and doubt it, because there's enough, there's, there's six billion people on the planet, and that, that just increases the uh, possibility that things like that can happen. I mean, it's certainly not happening for the vast majority of us. I use a cell phone every day, and, and I've never had any yeah. effects. I mean, and was... I've worked underneath uh, FM and AM transmitters for you know uh, years of my life and haven't had any problems there either that the I know The news of. media for years has been kind of running the occasional scare story about... For instance, a study will come out that suggests that cell phone use might double the risk of, uh, you know, brain tumors or something like that. But then again, the risk of brain tumors is so in- infinitesimally small uh, that, you know, this is essentially statistically insignificant. If it were more significant, then I'm sure it would be getting more coverage because if you know the media, they love a good uh, scare story. They love a story about something that everybody considers safe that actually isn't. And so they would be all over this, you know, if, if it were actually true, I would think. Let me close out, guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tell you, you got a terrific show. Thanks. Uh, terrific web page. You guys keep up the good work. And I'm going to get off here so somebody else can have fun. With Before you. you go there, I just want to make sure that you're not calling on a cordless phone. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just want to make sure you're staying safe. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, we appreciate Kevin. the call. God. Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. I guess cordless phones would be just as dangerous, right? Well, would they be? I mean, I mean, they're broadcasting on some kind of hurt, megahertz cell or something. Cell phones operate in the, I think many of them operate in the upper gigahertz range in that they're like a 1900 megahertz whereas a cordless phone i guess they're moving up there now back back in the day they used to be 49 then they went to 900 then 2.4 so yeah i guess they're up there too so yeah you should just probably stay away from radio towers and cell phones and let's see what else uh wireless um wireless cards for your laptop you don't want that what else do we have that's radio in our lives uh wi-fi you don't want to be in a panera bread or uh, wi- well, I guess he's, he's, he's mostly concerned about putting the antenna right next to your head, so maybe you could get away with Wi-Fi. Uh, of course, you, you also should know that at all times, electromagnetic waves of various different uh, spectrum and frequency are passing, are passing right through, through your body, your body uh, or being absorbed by your body, as a matter of fact. And 
The vast majority of us are A-OK, living longer, happier, healthier lives than ever before. So no need to be concerned about these sorts of things. I, you know, I haven't seen any evidence in my life that uh, I have to be concerned with it. Don't, don't they call cancer the warrior's disease, type C personality? People that worry a lot end up sort of getting cancer. Type A personalities, angry personalities end up getting heart attacks. I mean, isn't it possible that people like this are essentially somehow creating their problems as opposed to them actually happening as a result of the cell phones. You know, if you take a placebo and someone tells you, hey, this is a, a pill it's going to help you with your problem, and it's really actually just a sugar pill, there's a significant uh, effect. It's called the placebo effect, where if someone is told, and therefore they believe, it helps if it's coming from a doctor, you know, someone in a lab coat that looks authoritative, and they say, here, take this pill uh, for a week and call me, you know, in a week and tell me how you're doing. And they take the sugar pill, and they get better because they were told they would. Isn't it possible that these people that are so afraid of cell phones or uh, whatever the technology is they're frightened of have just been told that it could be dangerous, and they believe that it is, and so as a result, you know, a rash pops out in the place where they expect to get a rash? It, 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 anything's possible. Just an idea. 800-259-9231. We go to Tom in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live, Tom. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking. Hmm. Yeah, let's say you're paying your son or daughter's way through college, mm-hmm. and any day now uh, you're going to wake up with a light in your eyes and an MP5 submachine gun in your face and a house full of goons tearing your house apart, Whoa. Uh, stealing everything you got. Why? Uh, it, well, that's what the war on drugs is all about. Okay, mm-hmm. you get the uh, they break down the door and barge in. Their motto is to protect and serve. Don't forget, and so mm-hmm. that involves breaking down doors and, and shoving MP5 submachine guns in the faces of innocent drug dealers who are peacefully minding their own business. Okay, but you see, if you have your son or daughter go down to the bank and get a safe deposit box. See, mm-hmm. then let's say your daughter can take a few straps of $100 bills, okay? A, what uh, we lay people call a bundle is really a strap, and what the, uh, the bankers call a bundle is 10 straps, which is 1,000 notes, okay? So a strap is 100 notes, which would be 10 grand, okay? okay? So a few straps uh, of $100 bills in her pocketbook, and locks them in her safe deposit box. Okay. So now she's got her money for college. And Makes guess sense. what? There's, they can trace all your bank records they want, and they can trace all your financial transactions and ch- ch- chase all these paper trails. Right. Safe deposit boxes have a paper trail of when somebody went in. That's true. And that's it. It's not a good place to store uh, things if you're uh, dealing drugs or doing something else that might uh, bring you under suspicion, that's for sure. But she's not. Right. And, well, I I think you could – a lot of people are concerned that their kids are uh, not that great with money. Um, You know, they've been been taught in the public school system where, uh, you know, they they aren't taught about money very much. And uh, they're concerned that their kids are going to, you know, spend money uh, unwisely for probably good reason. Let me explain something about that, if I could. Briefly. Sure. Okay. I hear the music. Are, are, 
All right, hold on. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever you want. Hour 2 is coming up. Safe deposit box. Not so safe, even if you're not uh, selling drugs or doing something illicit, because at certain points in history, governments have been known to just, you know, when they were confiscating gold, your safe deposit boxes were not a safe place for gold. Hour 2 is coming up. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. To the phones, we uh, go back to Tom in New Hampshire. Uh, Tom, you're going to explain to us something about safe deposit boxes and perhaps uh, that they aren't as safe as people might think? Uh, Well, uh, as far as storing cash in them, the cash itself isn't on the books anywhere. It doesn't show up on any computer searches or any kind of records. There's no record of how much cash there was in there on any given day or when any of it got put in there or when any of it got taken out. Mm-hmm. So, so you do have that advantage. But uh, the other thing is, I uh, guess I was trying to bring up, when, let's say, you and I get out of jail the same day, we go down to the day labor hall the same day, the same time, and sign in and get sent out to do the same job, okay? So everything is equal here, and uh, then the boss comes around and says, there's overtime if you want it. You take the overtime, and I turn it down, okay? Mm-hmm. I get paid less than you do. Hey, how about, how funny how that works, and you save up your money, and I bring my money down to the bar, who would believe a job harvesting Christmas trees would be temporary? I never would have thought of that. <laughs> okay, the job is over. Now I go down to the welfare office, and, hey, I get food stamps, I get handouts and everything because I'm poor. Mm-hmm. Okay, this country helps the poor, but you don't qualify because you're rich, see? And so you got to pay taxes to, to support me because I'm poor. Yeah, you're poor at saving your money and your finances. Is what you're see, poor that, at. But, but that's that, see, calling people the poor and the rich, we often forget that this is how these things happen. Every, even if they started out everything equal, the way I illustrated. Yeah. Okay. Then it's choices that they may also play a major factor. Absolutely. It, yeah. It, it and yeah, I'm with you there. Goal. In fact, people shouldn't really be grouped into yeah. these classes. It's really uh, it's a distraction. It's yet another kind of collectivist uh, mode of thinking that even I am still guilty of this, to some extent. But you're right. I think it's been said, and I don't know if it was you, Mark, that that said this. But if if tomorrow uh, all of a sudden the government was to take all of the wealth from everyone and then redistribute it evenly to sort of even the playing field, as uh, some of the uh, government people like to say, and just redistribute the wealth evenly to everyone. So everyone, you know, had $100,000. Within a week's time, the poor would be poor again, and the uh, the people that had uh, a lot more wealth would, uh, would, you know, would have more wealth because of uh, because of their habits and because of the choices that they make. Tom, thank you for the call tonight. You're absolutely right about that. 800-259-9231. If you don't know how to handle your money, you're, you're destined to, uh, you know, not be living so uh, comfy. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, even even in prison where everything really is pretty egalitarian and equal, you're not allowed to have many, many things and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Convicts, the enterprising ones, figure out ways to get to separate other convicts, the uh, the, the ones that want things mm-hmm. um, from their money. You know, whether it's uh, w- whether it's illegal drugs that they have in there that they manage to get through or whether it's selling shoe sign- shining services. Can you believe that convicts care about having their boots shine? <laughs> it's a huge issue. Um, you know, all kinds of different ways. So, yeah, it's all it's very important that you know how to handle money. That way you can um, hopefully live a more comfortable life later. I think what the problem is, a lot of people that that have bad habits, they feel like they must have things now. You know, they they feel like they must have the uh, the widescreen plasma TV set now. Uh, they feel like they must have the uh, the leather couch now. They must have the fast car, uh, the you know the race car now. Yeah. Uh, and they're willing to put it on credit and pay pay it with their future labor. Essentially, I am a sucker for cars. Uh, I like you know car- all different kinds of cars, fast ones, slow ones, pretty ones, uh, you know, all different things. But you know, one thing about cars that sure doesn't make uh, any bit of difference is how fast they go. Yeah. Because you can't go fast with them. Very rarely. Um, you can, I, I suppose, get some uh, time on a track um, and, right. and take your car and, and try it out that way. But you'd probably, it'd probably be a heck of a lot cheaper than uh, to get, you know, to, to rent a car to go on the track. Mm-hmm. And uh, then instead of you know, driving your own. You know, um, the fast cars do have a tendency to be the nicest looking ones. Um, it's certainly the sportiest looking ones and, and sure. that kind of thing. And, and and they're tempting, but you know, I've I've recently uh, found that I I truly love my, my wife and I have essentially traded cars. I purchased a uh, a little mommy mobile um, when she wrecked my convertible sports car. Um, I purchased a mommy mobile, and that way, you know, we uh, be able to carry things and all wheel drive and all that good stuff. Yeah, it's all-wheel drive. You consider that a mommy mobile? It's not. It's, it's not like a minivan or anything. It's. What's the difference between it and a minivan? I don't know. It's a little. Just looks a little more tough. Okay. I think. It, it's it's a little. It's a tough-looking uh, yeah. minivan. It's a, it's an element for those of you who uh, wonder. It looks like the box that my Celica came in. <laughs> um, but you know, and and I got her car to drive around because I, you know, she's pregnant and then mm-hmm. now she has a baby. I don't want her driving around in in uh, her crap mobile. So I drive it. And it's, it, it, you know, I used to look at it and sneer, watch the paint uh, flake off of it and, yeah. and things. But I found a lot of liberation in this vehicle. Um, I just, I, you know, you care so little about it. You own it outright, so that's oh, nice. <laughs> right. That's liberating right there. The one thing you have to worry about with it is uh, the car is worth far more than uh, than, than it books for. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it if it's wrecked, then I'm going to have to spend $2,000 for a car that the insurance company is going to give me 500 for. Sure. But, you know, whatever. In the process, big deal. It, uh, you know, it, yeah. it, uh, up my little uh, driveway, which is uh, out in the country, it climbs like a goat. Uh, you don't need anything else. It's got air conditioning. It's got a heater. It's Got a, a radio, which, you know, works in both the speakers some of the time. What do you need? <laughs> Never in my life have I uh, made a car payment. Never. I've always owned my vehicles, and I don't think I would ever have it any other way. It's, I... it's such a level of freedom that uh, if it's just so nice, because so many people, I mean, their two biggest payments are mortgage and, and car payments. Well, and I... that's what they say, but your car payment doesn't uh, pales in comparison to your tax payment. Your biggest payment okay, is, your, is your house payment. Sure. Your second big, biggest payment is your tax payment. Yeah, and, that's true. Uh, yeah. 
And I wonder, uh, you know, house payments, I, th- I, I, I feel like they're inflated by government costs, too. Sure they are. Like when you... Um, mandated building stuff, things like right, that. Right, the mandated yeah. building stuff. Like, for instance, you have to, you know, you have to build a septic tank to this specification and that specification. You have to have this many nails in every sheet of plywood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all kinds of rules. You know, your, your shingles can't blow off in 200-mile-an-hour winds. Just rule upon rule upon rule. And that makes it very difficult and expensive to build. How about so, the permits that just you know you don't at least with the permit you're not getting nails you're not getting product no you're just, you're giving just a piece getting of paper a, that says we're, we're yeah. allowing you to do this yeah and so therefore a new house costs a, a, a great deal of money because of all these things so it drives up the costs of old houses because look you can either have this new house to live in or this old house mm-hmm. this old house you know it it inf- artificially inflates this old house which is you know a heap uh, you know this junk pile you're <laughs> living in and you know, it's it's nothing compared to the new one with all of its specifications. I mean, it's right. got enough insulation on it. You could shoot it to the moon if you wanted to. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, so it's, but you're, somehow you're, we can live in these old houses. You've got the old house. It's artificially inflated. Yeah. And if we didn't have the specifications on new houses, old houses wouldn't cost as much because the new houses wouldn't cost Set as much. the marker. Yeah. And therefore, um, you know, people sort of feel like land, I think land itself is artificially inflated because of the building codes that go into new houses. Because, well, you can get th- this is what it'll cost for an old house, and it sits on a piece of land, so that's a portion of that cost, and, and here's what we're offering it for. And I feel like it artificially drives up land and um, you know, old houses. I can't show this through some kind of you know, huge economic yeah. paper. Somebody out there might be able to do that, but I don't know that it would convince anyone of anything because the Caterpillar lobbyists, the lob- lobbyists for the, uh, you the, know, the, the, the construction hardware, yeah, the, the John Deere yeah. um, lobbyists and all those other people, the, the plumber lobbyists, all these people have lobbyists who go to the, um, the politicians and say, oh, hey, look, if you don't put enough insulation on the house, we're leaching energy. Come on. <laughs> Insulation's the biggest scam out there. Well, it's not the biggest. It must it be, because my house has, like, none of it. It's and a big scam. We're doing fine. It, what's a deep freezer? How much is the insulation on a deep freezer? Not so much. R6. I'm required to put, like, R39 on my ce- on my ceiling. 39 means bigger and thicker? Yeah, it's significantly. Yeah. The, the, and, and the window is R2. Now, where is the heat leaching out of? <laughs> is it going out of the ceiling, which is R457, or is it going out of the window, which is you know a little better than having the damn thing open? 1-800-259. Even with the double-pane glasses, it's still only R2 on a window. 800-259-9231. Whether you want to talk about spending habits or whatever's on your mind, also the latest on the Fundamentalist Church, Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Moms are pretty upset about the way the state government people are treating their children. Plus, we'll take your calls as well. Mike in Illinois is on the line, and uh, whatever you want to talk about goes. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And the features, by the way, include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, go and get them free right there on the front page of the website. Free for you. freetalklive.com. The Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest. It's happening June 9th through the 15th, and at Porkfest you'll be able to meet hundreds of individuals who, just like you, cherish liberty and are living the goal of liberty in our lifetime. Uh, Plus, you'll be able to listen to concerts, enjoy some barbecue, and socialize around the fire. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. 
looking forward to uh, attending Porkfest this year. It'll be our second year, Mark, and we are expanding our coverage of the event by a whopping 200%, I think. Yeah. We're going to do three wait. nights. It's going to be a lot of fun. I really enjoyed myself at the, uh, the it was one evening that we spent at uh, mm-hmm. Porkfest the last time. And uh, Jason Osborne from SACL CAI, our uh, main oh, he's sponsor, and, time, yeah. and essentially the John Hancock of the Liberty Movement, <laughs> seems to be financing everything from uh, Barry Cooper's uh, NeverGetRated.com to yeah. uh, RidleyReport.com, uh, Free State Project. He's mm-hmm. he's all over the place. He's going to be uh, doing something special, uh, providing things that make people happy. Um, I don't know whether it's going to be beer or food or a combination of both. or I, I've heard it's both and more, actually. Girls in bikinis? Maybe. You never know what Jason. Julia's been talking. We'll see. She's He'll got a nice be, little marijuana leaf bikini. She'll, I think she's she'll do wear. it for the money. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Anyway. But uh, then again, you'd run around in a bikini for the money. You better believe it. Porkfest.com. Uh, all right. Let's continue with the phone calls here. Mike in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mike. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I was going to just respond to something uh, Tom from New Hampshire said, but Mm -hmm. first I have a question for Mark. Okay, sure. Mark, what are you doing in talk radio, man? What do you mean? The reason I'm asking is because I heard you do a commercial for NotFatAnymore.com, and you sang a little jingle. Uh Uh-huh. And let me tell you something, man. You got the goods. I can't sing. You're, thinking, you're saying he should be a jingle singer? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Are you no, suggesting he should be a professional jingle singer? Oh, yes. Yes. Just what I want to do. Be a professional <laughs> jingle singer. <laughs> uh, just just razzing you a little bit I'm, on that. I'm, I'm going to grow my mullet out for the professional jingle singing <laughs> There you gig. go. There you go. Notfatanymore.com. Hey, you know, it's got a fun in his head, man. It's, it's a working. fun little jingle. I, yeah. I even caught Ian singing it one time, so that's, really? that's why I decided probably, to do it. <laughs> him up on his couch and he's like singing it in his sleep <laughs> <laughs> yeah ian doesn't have a couch <laughs> yeah we do we've got a futon what now. do you what do you sit on we've got a futon now oh got... that's right they've they've uh, they've now built a living room there for a while he didn't have anything futons are nice you know what else is nice those big round chairs you, you sink into mm, yeah the you know what the Papasan big chairs those are how about a, yeah, how about a those... um uh, you know i used to like as a kid i used to like the beanbag chairs those were fun those... Yeah, those are those are nice too for until they when you're pop playing open. video games. Right, but and then they if they bust open, then it's sad. If you're a yeah, kid, at a least, because it's like having your your beanbag chair bleeding, and it's just kind of yeah, sad. it's a huge mess too. You got little little foam balls all over your house, and you you see them forever. It haunts you. Yep, you're uh you you you're, you got handfuls of beanbag you know beanbag beanbag balls trying to shove them back <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, tears like, streaming down these? your face. <laughs> yeah, where did these come from? Oh yeah, that. Beanbag chair from five years ago. Oh, the yeah. nice thing about it is, is the kids throw up more often than adults do, and if you have a vinyl beanbag chair, you can just wipe it right up. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what else is on your mind tonight? Anything, sir? Uh, yeah, I was just gonna. I was gonna. I, I, correct me if I misheard Tom. Uh, he was saying that uh, uh, safety deposit box was a good place to put your money because there's no no record of how much is in there. Well, he was saying essentially uh, as as a way to, that was one of the good things, to but dodge uh, any problems that the government might give you in the procuring of money. That uh, if you want to give it to uh, somebody, if, if the money's going to say go to for a college fund, you give it to that person, the the daughter um, mm-hmm. in his example, and then she can put it in a safety deposit box, and there won't be any problems that way. Well, I don't know about that because you just, I mean, to me, common sense would tell me that. You know who who dictates the rules to the bank? The government. The government. They're, yeah, they're I don't agree with okay, them. Okay, so they so they could come along any time, change the rules, and what's the bank going to do? They're going to 
are they going to respect your privacy, no. or are they going to do? No, the they... history of safe deposit boxes has been pretty uh, pretty poor as far as right. your privacy and your ability to keep what's in there. If you're under investigation for you know anything from tax dodging to drug dealing, uh, the government's going to come into your bank. They're going to ask to see your accounts and all the information they have on you, and the bank's going to say, well, not only does he have a, an account here, but he also has a safe deposit box. And the first thing they're going to do is they're going to make a beeline for the safe deposit box and, and see what's in there. And, and if they want to, they're going to take it. And, and I think I pointed that out, and he didn't rebut that. So I don't know if that was okay. his point in calling in. I think that I think that what he was saying that was that one of the perks about a safe deposit box is that they can't track the amounts you're taking out and putting right. in. And to right. that end, he is correct about that. But if you're doing something sensitive or if you're at all concerned with the government coming after your uh, your wealth, the safe deposit box at the bank is not somewhere you want to keep it. Right. And I would suggest, um, actually, the safest place would be just get yourself a little handheld GPS, walk a couple miles out in the woods, and bury it somewhere. I mean, you're better off doing that than just about anything else because who can you in in life i mean there's people you trust yeah you know and you can go that route but if you if you're the type of person that doesn't feel like you can really trust anybody you know yeah i'm with you on that one i mean i mean i'm for the person i'm for the people that you trust more so because what concerns me about that is uh, and and i own some woods is uh disturbed ground Uh, you know like the the enterprising person who decides hmm there's a, some disturbed ground here. And in New England, they walk around with these little uh, uh, metal detecting devices, and, and they feel like anything they find is theirs. Uh, you know, yeah. It doesn't matter make where sure, they are. Make sure it's paper money. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hide your gold coins in the ground then. <laughs> well, another idea, of course, would be to diversify. I mean, it's what they say to do with investing. It should also, if you're really concerned about this sort of thing, it should be what you might want to do with your money. You may want to have some money in the bank simply because sometimes you just have to write a check or you have to use your, your credit card or whatever. And it just makes paying some bills easier. But, sure uh, you know, have a certain level at which you won't go higher then. And so you'll have a, just a core amount of money in the bank. The rest you can put in uh, a safe in your house or you can take, uh, you know, a special burial location, uh, sp- split some money out there. Or, you know, in addition to that, have a friend's house that you can, you'll also have a safe at. I mean, if you, if you trust them enough... Uh, to to put some money there, you can tr- you can go that far, or you can go a little further and you know pay them like a a rental fee, as you would with a safe deposit box. Say, look, you know, I'm going to pay you this rental fee for this squa- uh, you know square portion of your garage. And I'm just going to put a safe here. We're going to bolt it down, uh, just to make sure it's just a little bit extra safe. Because you never know if your friend is going to get robbed. You never know what'll happen right, to your friend. Right, and then- and that, yeah, that's kind of my point. Like you don't, I wouldn't want to tell. I would just assume, you know. Aside from what what uh, Mark was saying about people walking around with metal, I'm sure that's true. But in my area, I mean, I I would feel safer just like I said, taking a GPS out in the woods, bearing it, and be done with it. And, Very good. You know. But, Thanks for the tips, Mike. We appreciate it. And I like the GPS idea. That's an interesting twist on uh, finding the location again. Yeah, they do because you know yep. five paces from the tree to the southwest can be a little difficult. They sometimes. do something right. like this. Uh, like, I guess, <laughs> Thank co- you for the call. I think it's called global caching or GPS caching or something like that. Geo, where, yeah, yeah, geocaching. Geocaching, where uh, you know people hikers essentially to give themselves extra reason to go hiking, um, they will go look for yeah, it's uh, a little fun the uh, crap that's that's hidden around. It's like a treasure hunt. Yeah, you, with so, GPS. So and and like people will put in extra things in the little Ziploc bag. Like a Han Solo figure yeah. or a bumper sticker to a Paris, marijuana, who whatever. knows what. Yeah. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. And I do like those GPS things, too. They're cheap now. You can get one for less than 200 bucks. And More gizmos to spend your money on. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. 
With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, you take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Uh, by the way, the features that I uh, refer to include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what it's about? That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Are you thinking about starting a business? Here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com, it's fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. That's FTL, LegalZoom.com. 800-259-9231. So we have been following the case of the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, one of their sects in Texas, uh, West Texas, where hundreds of children were removed from their home. Uh, I've seen the number, this one's reporting 416, I've seen 461, so someone somewhere transposed a couple numbers. Over 400 kids uh, were taken away from their home and placed in government custody 11 days ago, which actually is actually about 12 days ago. So about two weeks ago is when this happened, and that's how long it's been since these kids have been away from their home. And, you know, this compound could very easily be referred to as a city. And it seems strange to me that they can uh, get one complaint call and then take the children away from everyone. Yes. Uh, move everyone out. That doesn't, it just doesn't sound right to it's me. It's quite an overreaction. It's like somebody getting called, uh, you know, I, I live in uh, Keene, New Hampshire. It's like somebody getting a call here in Keene, New Hampshire on somebody getting beaten and they take all the kids away. Right. What Evacuate the whole town or something. Sure. So let me get to the story here. It's from the Associated Press. We're going to find out what the moms think, because in the first story that we read about this, it said that they had taken over 400 kids and that over 130 of the women in the compound left on their own volition. And the way it was written made it sound as though that these you know, women were just waiting to run out the door, to burst out the door of the compound, and that yeah. this was their moment to run into the sunshine and into freedom. Yay! And liberty, really, liberty! What I suggested was that was just the way it was written. It was written to make you think that. And what really was going on is that these ladies were going after their kids. I mean, would you want... I mean, Jack, you just had a, a son named Jack, Mark. Mm -hmm. Would you want the government goons to come over and take Jack and have Laura just sit in the house and say, Oh, well... She would want to get up, and you would both want to get up and follow them wherever it would be that they were taking him. Now, in many cases, the government will threaten people. And they will better say, you, threaten me. They better can't threaten me very, us. very, very effectively. They will say, you, um, you better not follow us or else. But in this case, they let the women come uh, with their children, probably because they just didn't have enough government goons to take care of 400 kids. So it was probably in their best interest to let the, uh, the moms come. And now they're pretty pissed. They've written a uh, letter to Texas Governor Rick Perry, uh, apparently saying some of their children have become sick and even required hospitalization. As we uh, mentioned, I think it was over the weekend, that uh, they are coming down, some of them, with, uh, with chicken pox. And in the letter, a copy of which was obtained by the AP, the mothers from the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints also say their children are horrified by physical examinations they have undergone while in state custody. The mothers, sure, they're, they're looking for rape. They're looking for uh, you know, uh, evidence of rape. They, they, they need... 
now that the, their witness isn't showing up, they need desperately to have evidence that uh, something was know, going on. They've, yeah. done, they've done the right thing, so they're going to be they're going to be poking these kids in places that you would not want your uh, strangers looking at your kids. The 416 children were rounded up and placed in temporary custody 11 days ago after this a, a domestic violence hotline recorded a complaint from a 16-year-old girl. She said she was physically and sexually abused by her 50-year-old husband. So I find that interesting. I didn't realize it was recording at first. I uh, I had heard before that the phone call was to a hotline, but I had never never heard that it was a recording. So that explains why they never got her name. They never got any information about her. So who's to say it wasn't one of the cops that has always wanted to get inside this compound, had his it's even more daughter suspicious. or something like that, call up this hotline in the middle of the night and leave a message about, I'm here in this, sec- you know, this uh, FDLS compound and they're raping me. And there was actually no identification of this girl. They don't even know who they're looking for. So it's, it's going to be very difficult for them to figure out uh, which one of these uh, young people it is. And you would think that if, they're, if within the 400-plus children that they confiscated, if one of them was the girl, considering that she is now in government custody, she would feel safe to say, oh, it was me. She did. I, I called. She she trusted the government enough to call them. Call, yeah. um, you know, call them for so, you know protection. It's all very very suspicious to me. And now uh, the moms are pretty upset. Uh, in a one-page letter signed by three women who claimed they represent others, says about 15 mothers were away from the property at the time their children were removed. Uh, the letter said we were contacted. They were away from the property? You mean they actually let their women go leave. outdoors? Yep, apparently so. We were contacted and told our homes had been raided, our children taken away with no explanation, and because of law enforcement blockade preventing entering or leaving the ranch, we were unable to get to our homes and had nowhere to go. As of Wednesday, April 9th, we have been permitted to return to our empty, ransacked homes, heartsick and lonely. Now we know how the police treat drug dealers and we know how the police treat anybody that they anyone's house they go into, they ransack the place. They do not throw all the stuff out of the drawers and then p- gently place it all back in. They don't even place it back in. Yeah, you get the impression these people don't know how to fold clothes. Uh they they just destroy whatever it is they come in contact with and you're left to put it all back together. That's what these women came back to. They mm. came back after a few days of the police raiding their home. They came back to not only empty houses that had been ransacked by the police, but their children weren't there either. Mm. So just try to put yourself in their position and imagine how they must have felt. The mother said they went to uh, Texas Governor Rick Perry to examine the conditions, or they want him to examine the conditions in which the ch- removed children have been placed. The letter, s- letter said, you would be appalled. Many of our children have become sick as a result of the conditions they've been placed in. Some have even had to be taken, uh, had, had to, be taken to the hospital. Our innocent children are continually being questioned on things they know nothing about. It's sweet how these, uh, these ladies really believe that the, uh, the governor gives a damn about their, uh, their situation. Well, who else can they appeal to? Mark? I don't know who they can appeal appeal to, but uh, the goons have the goons have their kids, and they're asking the head goon to do something about it. What else can they do? I mean, they're not going to conduct a raid against the police. We're not going to see the uh, you know the fundamentalist uh, Jesus people suiting up and grabbing weapons and uh, you know storming the castle, so to speak. So this is all they've got. Yeah. And nor would I suggest that because that would result in them being slaughtered. It's not going to work, um, right. and you know the kids aren't going to be any better taken care of. And and it also is allowing them to get a little news coverage as well. So, you know, you send it to the governor, and at the same time, you alert the news media uh, about it. Anyway, they say that their uh, their children are being questioned on things they know nothing about. The physical examinations were horrifying to them, and the exposure to these conditions is traumatizing them. I, I totally believe them. 
I mean, the, these kids have been plucked out of the world that they know and understand and have been placed in the world that they believe is the, one of Satan and right. one of the Dark One. And I, and I, I, may, I do not know or understand the world they come from, and I don't like the way it sounds. But, you know, this is how these kids are raised, mm-hmm. and, and when you think about kids, they just don't, they really don't understand things that well, um, you know, how the, how the real world functions and all that stuff. So, you know, it, it's not going to be until they're early teens that they really even their minds begin to uh, stretch out and they wonder what the the real world's like. And at that point, you know, I, I would encourage them if they don't want to live there to run away. And there are plenty of organizations that will give them places to stay and, and right. that kind of thing. And, I, you know, I would I would say that the law should protect those kids' right to be free from that if that's what they choose. But, but the law has been sending them back. When these young kids... You know what are we supposed to do in this circumstance? It seems you let them stay with mom. And, yeah, that's you know, that's all you can do. Uh, asked about claims that the children were hospitalized, CPS, Child Protective Services spokes bureaucrat said she'd not seen the letter and would have to review it before commenting. Yep. Officials have. We said, don't answer your questions, citizen. Well, they have admitted that about a dozen children had chicken pox, and by the way, they didn't have chicken pox when they took the kids. They broke out after they'd been confiscated and in custody for a few days. So why did that happen? Maybe it's because the kids were so upset, susceptible to disease, or because they had been cordoned off for society for so long. Therefore, it was uh, much easier for them to get infected. Anyway, uh, the officials would not admit whether or not the kids uh, with the chickenpox had been hospitalized. A judge will decide this week whether the children will remain in state custody or return to their families. A little bit more on this story in your calls as well at 800 259 9231, please, can these government people just leave these folks alone? If there are some allegations and you know who they're coming from, isolate that individual and the person that she's alleging did the crime. That should be about as far as this enforcement measure goes. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system, the wiki updates, and more. And if you like the show, then buy some stuff at the store. Go to store.freetalklive.com and uh, get some great Free Talk Live branded merchandise, uh, everything from T-shirts to hats to hoodies and more store.freetalklive.com plus you'll learn how to get a free bumper sticker no purchase required for that by the way store.freetalklive.com so we're talking about the fundamentalist church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints which if you've been paying attention to the news recently you know that they've been making a lot or there's been a lot of news about uh, how the Texas state government has decided to raid one of their ranches uh, one of their pieces of property uh, in in West Texas and uh, confiscate over 400 children from their families, taking them away from their mothers and uh, and their fathers and putting them in state custody after allegedly, after an allegation came out, which, you know, as far as I can tell, isn't even, there's no way to even show that it really did come from the compound. Someone allegedly called a hotline, a domestic violence hotline, and recorded a complaint 
about being abused inside the fundamentalist sect. Right. They didn't talk to anyone. They weren't asked any questions like, where's this coming from or anything like that. And so the government said, ha, this is it. It's the moment we've been waiting for. We've been trying to take these people out for decades and trying to infiltrate their, uh, you know, they apparently had a man on the inside and, and everything. Uh, and so this was their opportunity. They went in. They destroyed their home. Can you imagine stole how much their kids. you have to pay somebody to go into deep cover like this? I know that they, the, the, the movies and the television shows love to show people in deep cover, but can you imagine what it would take to financially motivate you to go deep cover? I mean, you have to give up your entire life, forget girlfriends, forget wives, forget children, forget all that stuff. Well, it may not be someone that's on payroll at Mark. It may be like an informant, so someone that uh, is friendly to the police who has been in the it sect may and be went in and offered his services. But then he's not deep cover. He's just a snitch. Right. Um, that might know, be what it or, is. Or, you know, an informant or whatever it is that you wish to call the guy. But you know the the hollywood and uh, and and television shows do love to show the guys in deep cover you know mm-hmm. and can you imagine what it costs? I, I I just can't I can't even imagine what it would cost to send me off in deep cover someplace. Yeah, you'd be a professional liar for for a living. Uh anyway, so the uh, the government took 400 kids, uh about a dozen of them they've admitted have uh, have broken out with uh, some form of chicken pox. Which they did not have before they were confiscated by the government. They are also so they're giving them communicable, communicable diseases, right? And uh, now that now they've quarantined the kids that came down with the chickenpox. So imagine number one, it would have been terrifying enough to these kids to have to go into the outside world because they're taught in their religion that the outside world is evil. That you know we've got our little inner inner sanctum here on the the compound, and that's where you should stay if you want to go to heaven and all of that. And now the outside world has them in their clutches. And in addition to that, they're so scared and frightened and susceptible to things that they've come down with chicken pox. Now the ones that have had chicken pox have been separated from their friends and are being treated who knows how in, in quarantine. And they're away from their I parents. I would hope that the medical professionals there are t- t- treating them very well and being very kind to these kids. But I'm, I'm sure that they're still just, uh, you know, the incredible isolated. amount of stress. That has to be so frightening for them. And all, not only that, they're being questioned. They're being asked all kinds of prying uh, questions from the police about what has been happening to them, their and lives. I'm sure they're told all kinds of ter- uh, terrible things about, about uh, their parents. Uh, uh, no, about uh, uh, or the religion. Uh, no, <laughs> about uh, what's going on uh, with. Uh, now you've you've stopped me. Sorry. Um, the they're you know they're, they're told probably told things. beforehand you know that uh, the real world they'll ply you with earthly things like. Uh, you know the things that you really love, and you know, you have, candy, uh, the, right? And they're being given candy and ice cream and things like that, and mm. just trying to be nice. And and the Satan's very wicked. He'll he speaks with a very smooth tongue, you know. And then the people are nice to them, and I'm sure that they they, they must just really be uh, messed up by this whole circumstance. And I feel terrible for these kids. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so the moms have written the governor of the state. In, in, in just to try to beg him to do something about it, whether he's going to do something is another question. Uh, apparently, the there's going to be a judge that's going to decide whether the hundreds of children will remain in state custody or return to their families. Those hearings are scheduled for uh, pr- probably sometime today or tomorrow. Uh, and then, let's see, state officials enforced a judge's order to confiscate the cell phones of the women and children removed from the ranch because now, allegedly the call was made from a cell phone. Now, um, now get this. Uh, it's, they have cell phones. It, this is, it, it, <laughs> hundreds of people live here. Yeah. This is the equivalent of a small town. Um, and what is the difference between them going into a small town, taking all the cell phones from people, and taking their children? 
This is craziness. Yeah, this is really quite a show of the I police mean, state that we live in. This you know, they all have a similar religion, and it's it's not the popular one that 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 we think is uh, makes more sense. But apparently, you don't have freedom of religion in America anymore. Right? I mean, what's the difference between their religion and Christianity when you start breaking things down? I mean, do they have some goofy beliefs? Well, yeah, but so do Christians when it comes down to it. You know, it, it, it takes a lot of faith to believe some of those stories. The children are apparently being housed in uh, San Angelo's historic Fort Concho. They're being housed in an old fort. Now, how exactly is that working out for them? That sounds kind of dank and musty and It does. It, 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 bad. it, sounds, it sounds bad. Uh, and also, they're, they're being housed in the nearby Wells Fargo Pavilion, uh, and about 140 women from the ranch are being allowed to stay with the children, though they are not in state custody, so they can apparently come and go. So they can just take the kids. They can't take their kids. Oh, where well, the government has taken right. the kids, right. Uh, on Saturday, five of the F- FLDS women staying at the fort told one of the newspapers in Salt Lake City that the temporary shelter is cramped, cots, cribs, and playpens are lined up side by side, and that many of the children are frightened. An FLDS member who told the AP his family members are among those inside the fort called the removal of the phones a punishment. He says there was nothing more than a retaliation of CPS to punish those who were disclosing what's really happening behind that wall of this concentration camp, said Don, who asked only his first name be used because of the upcoming custody hearings. So they've they've taken the phones away so in, in hopes that these right. women these won't call. These people can't even speak out because they're afraid of losing their kids because of the uh, the upcoming custody hearing, is what right. he said. He he is afraid to say what's going on because the, 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 the CPS people will take it out on him. He knows that with 400 and something kids being confiscated that they'll likely give... Quite a few of them back, but how is this? He, does he want to be the one that's um, singled out? Who would? How is how is this situation taking 400 kids out of their home and many of them away from their their parents and putting them into state custody? How how is it that anyone could argue that that is in some way preferable to uh, you know or less tragic than a girl being allegedly molested? I'm not saying I'm not, I don't want to diminish what happened to this girl if it really did happen. Right, which but there's, there's been no, no trial, evidence. Then. There's no evidence whatsoever beyond one recorded phone call that anything has actually occurred. Is it really? Which one's more tragic to you? That 400 kids are being traumatized, or I, that, that one seems person more tragic to me? Yeah. I, I, you know, I, this I, is I, awful. This is terrible. Uh, people should be outraged by this, but instead, I bet the reaction of most Americans to this is just Good. Those fascinated. Are nuts. They're just probably either, yes, very pleased or very fascinated by the fact that they get to look inside the private lives of uh, these individuals, which I find disgusting. There was a story at, uh, I think it was on Drudge, that maybe it was ABC News, that suggested that you know for the first time we can now get a look inside the compound. And I don't want to read it. Uh, it's none of my business what goes on inside their compound. This is like, you know, someone coming in and writing a room-by-room report of what goes on in my house. It's a fascinating report on what goes in, uh, goes on inside the home of an avowed libertarian. Look, I'm I'm all, you know, I, I kind of like... What if the, they I, did this to Democrats? Right. What if they did this to Methodists? It's very disturbing stuff. We'll continue uh, keeping you in the loop here as we learn more about what is going on here. But so far, it looks like the government has absolutely nothing as far as evidence beyond one phone call from someone they don't even know who it is or where it actually came from. And And it's a dubious phone call, a very, very dubious phone call. They can't find the girl, and as a result, they've taken uh, away the freedom of hundreds of of young individuals and ruined uh, families' lives uh, who are living with... by all indications, the way they wanted to live. Let's continue here. Uh, go to the phones. Talk to Ryan in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ryan. Hey, guys. Uh, two things. 
First, I want you to imagine you have a puppy. Okay. Okay. And that you beat the crap out of it. Uh huh. Okay. Now, if that puppy keeps coming back to you because you're at source of food, is it still wrong to beat the puppy? Yes. Okay. Now, if that you beat that puppy so much that it thinks it's normal, and when you get home from work every day, it runs up to you ready to get beaten. It's well, still wrong to beat the puppy. It sounds like a pretty rare circumstance uh, <laughs> to me. I mean, I, I think the puppy would likely uh, react, uh, you know, that it would I'm, cow I'm talking, from you. I'm talking in hypothetical. Okay, in hypothetical, if, if the dog runs normal. up to me, if the dog wants to be, if, uh, <laughs> runs up to me to be beaten, what was the question? Is it still wrong to beat the puppy? It's wrong to beat the puppy. Okay, so you cannot say that just because these kids are used to the abuse and think it's normal that it's okay. I'd like you to, to define what you mean by abuse here in a moment. I'll hold you through to hour three if you don't mind. 800-259-9231. Is it abuse to raise kids in a way that you disagree with? Because it sounds to me like that's all they're doing. They just have a different value set. They have a different belief system. Uh, is that necessarily abuse? I don't know about that. More coming up. You can take control. Bring up anything. Hour three is on the way. Plus, the latest on the border wall. We'll check in and see how that's working out. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp. FreeTalkLive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program. Bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at FreeTalkLive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. FreeTalkLive.com. We go back to Ryan in New Hampshire. Ryan, uh, you're back on Free Talk Live, and just to uh, to recap the point you were making, you were suggesting uh, you were talking about abusing animals, and if uh, you'd raised the animal to be used to uh, physical abuse and it came up running lovingly to you when you came home just waiting for itself to be abused, would that still be abuse in our minds? And, of course, yes would be the answer. Uh, but where were you going with that point? Okay, well, that was just the first point. It's just that you keep saying that no matter – it doesn't matter whether it's actually wrong or not. You you keep saying, okay, they keep going back to their family, so then they it must not be anything wrong going on, which is just not true. But that was just my first point. What is it that's wrong about uh, what they're doing in your mind? Okay, you're forgetting where I'm from. I'm from West Texas, from right down the road from there. Okay. And I've met many of the people uh, – who have gotten out of there. I've known some personally, mm -hmm. both boys who have been run out of town as teenagers after and having to be deprogrammed because, you know, like you've said, they're taught the entire outside world's evil and then they're kicked out into it. And from girls who have uh, escaped. Okay. And I, there's no doubt in my mind that rape does go on, that forced marriages do go on, etc. Describe what, ra what you consider rape, what, what's going on there. Rape as in rape-rape. I mean, no gray area rape. As in they're being forced against their will? Yes. Okay. Well, I now, would definitely consider that abuse, but then on the other hand, if, you know, there, I think some people would consider it abuse just the way these people inculcate their kids with the, you know, the certain belief systems that they inculcate them with, then I would have to, you know, say that while I find it abhorrent and disagreeable, I don't know if I could label those things as abuse. Would you? Yeah, that, that's a lot more of a gray area when you get into psychological abuse, but I, okay. I wasn't even wanting to address that. Fine. What I do want to address is that government is a bigger problem in this than even y'all are letting on to. All right. How so? Now, imagine in, in a perfect world, 
you know, someone like me knows that this stuff goes on. I, I, I can honestly say I know it for a fact because I've had so many firsthand witnesses. Now, in a, in a perfect world, I'd be able to hire a mercenary company or whatever to rescue some of these kids. Right? Well, it'd probably be called a child rescue company. Well, yes, but I'd be able to rescue them. Now, sure. of course, their parents would end up, you know, trying to take you to a court or arbitration or whatever it would be. Mm -hmm. And of course, the onus of of the burden of proof would be on me to prove that they were abusing the kid. Correct. Now, that's the perfect way to do it. But in the system that we have now, government has taken such of a monopoly on it that there's not even that option. Because imagine in the, in the system we have now, I wanted to pay somebody to rescue these kids. Now, yeah, I'm going to have the burden of proof or I'm, I'm not that they're being abused. But either way, even if they're there's clear proof of abuse, I'm still going to jail for kidnapping. Yeah, that's true. You might so, be able to get away with it, but certainly the kids are going back, uh, so there's well, no point in you doing it. Uh, you well, won't get away no, with it. They'll throw, they'll throw charges if, at you. If, if, I can, if I can prove it, then they're, gonna, they're not going back. If I can't prove it, then they are going back, which is the same as the government system is now, the way that they handle it. Mm -hmm. But one way or another, I'd go to jail for kidnapping, whether I was right or wrong. So there's absolutely no incentive. Government's taken away the incentive... To do the right thing. To do the right thing. Yeah, it's an interesting observation. Anything else on your mind? That's pretty much it tonight. Thanks for the call, Ryan. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Very interesting. And, and so not only has government taken away options uh, from the people that really care, but when government attempts to do the things that uh, some might consider right, they go way overboard. And instead of just isolating the, uh, the complainant in this particular case, which was one 16-year-old girl, they take all 400 kids away from their homes. And that can't be a good thing. These kids are being traumatized. Uh, you can bring up anything. We continue with the calls. Jeff in Reno, listening on KBZZ. Hello, Jeff. Yeah, guys, I just wanted to make a comment about some of the things you guys talked about in the last caller. You know, I haven't, re I don't really know that much about the story, but uh, you know, if if all they have is some girl or someone uh, anonymous calling in and making an allegation, yeah, that's it. Well, if that's all they have, guys, I mean, come on. I mean, it's completely ridiculous it to is. put 400 kids through this because if you remember back in Waco, you know, they, they called David Koresh a child molester and made all kind of accusations about him, mm -hmm. and, of course, none of them were true. Or they and, couldn't prove any of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, none of them were, were true, and they went in and you saw what happened at Waco. Well, they always want to jump to use as much force as they possibly can and, over you know, overblow everything and, you know, go out of proportion with what is, ne you know, probably called for in the situation, and that's what they did in Waco. Uh, they had known that David Koresh took, I think it was walks or jogs uh, around you know the area in Waco where the compound he was. To, he had to stay beautiful for all his ladies. He, uh, you know, he was known to go into town for certain things. They could exactly. have very easily have waited him out and you know snatched At him right up. At the very least, well, I, him. It, it seems to me, guys, that maybe there's a reason, uh, you know, maybe a law enforcement reason or a political reason why they wanted to to bust up. The compound, you know, for the same reasons they wanted to bust up the Waco compound. I think it's so. just, I don't know if it's political. I think it may just simply be the cops. That's what they like. You know, they're into that. They they love kicking indoors, and they love uh, the adrenaline rush that they get uh, from r just 
running roughshod over people's lives and putting themselves in harm's way and coming out on the other side alive. They're really into that. A lot of them are adrenaline junkies, and that could be the number one reason. It could just be a personal uh, thing for the cops to get off on. And it could be also that maybe someone in that compound maybe has an enemy, and maybe they're trying to get back at all the people or some of the people in the compound. And, I mean, if they just have a phone call, I mean, I'd be getting a lawyer, and I'd be suing all these people, uh, you know, the CSP, all of them. I imagine they're probably looking at it. I, I, I think this particular sect has a fair amount of money, judging by the uh, the ornamental uh, look of their buildings and the, the tremendous amount of land that they had. So it wouldn't surprise me if there maybe, were lawyers maybe, maybe brought out shortly. Seize, maybe they're trying to seize their money and take their property, and, and, and maybe they, you know, they're trying to do all that, too. It I wouldn't know, surprise but... me if they'd, take, if they'd taken any. I bet they would take any money they came across while searching that compound. They, uh, they the, According to the mothers who have written the governor of the state of Texas complaining about the way they're being treated and their children are being treated, according to them, they came home to their homes that were ransacked. But I think you guys made an excellent point. These these children, you know, are probably being tremendously traumatized, and no telling, they're probably being drilled in questions. Yes, they are. With all kind of, uh, you know, maybe graphic uh, questions, and, yeah. and, and, you know, it's really not right. It's, yep. you know, it no doubt be, about it, I'm Jeff. sure they're getting medical tests of the, of the sort they're not used to. Yep. Uh, you know, they're being tested to see if they've been raped and all this other stuff, and... I, I you know I don't know what goes on inside this uh, town, but none of uh, my business. It, it, yeah, I just I you know if if there are violent acts being uh, perpetrated, then absolutely somebody should go in and uh, and and stop them. But Get some what evidence, kind of evidence do we have here? Yeah, I mean, yeah but, but like you guys said, all they have is a phone call, right. and, and and then they can't even track who the phone call who the yep. person was. They don't know who it was. They don't know where the phone call came from. All they have is an allegation, and that's it. And that's what they use to justify this. It's absolutely outrageous. And you know what's going to happen, Jeff? Even if they find you know down the line, if the governor steps in and says, okay, this was wrong. Or if, you know, the Department of Children and Family says, well, we can't figure out who the girl was. We can't really follow up on this lead, so we have to send all the kids back. No one will be brought up on charges. No governmental bureaucrats will be punished for this. And all of these people's lives will have been just torn apart by the government, and nothing will happen. It would seem to me that they would at least, at least try to uh, identify who the caller was. Oh, they've been trying to, but they can't. I mean, before, before, oh, before they actually took action. Is well, what that I would, mean. yeah, that would, that would be in a world where the government actually was required to have some sort of evidence before they take action. And apparently, we don't live in that world anymore. Thank you for the call, Jeff. We appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I agree completely. If you or I had made a move on that, I mean, as Ryan was talking about before, in a sort of a free market world where the government kidnappers are not around. And if you know uh, that your neighbor is being abused or abusing his kids, if if all you've got is just an allegation, then you are not standing on solid ground to go and remove the kid from that home. But if you've got real evidence of some abuse happening, then by all means, and if you want to take that action, you would be, I think, justified and you'd have a case. The government has nothing at all but guns and, and an allegation. And they they don't hesitate to use their guns to get their way at the cost of Literally hundreds of people's happiness. Just disgusting. It could be you next. I mean, if you're not in a cult, you're probably somewhat safe, but maybe they won't like something that you do. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 
Uh, that's 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those, including the bulletin board system, over 340,000 posts. That's a lot of posts. Serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all discussed, and it's free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you and your business. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. They've got a banner at the top of freetalklive.com. Check it out there and do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. So I said we're going to give you an update on the border fence. Much ado has been made about this fence. Uh, The government, of course... Uh, claims it's going to keep out the immigrants by building this uh, special fence, right? And I don't know if this is the fence that they inevitably want to build or just a fence that they've put up in the meantime, but it's kind of interesting what the uh, results have been. Uh, This from the Associated Press, Columbus, New Mexico. Illegal immigrants armed with torches, hacksaws, ladders, and even bungee cords are making it around a section of border fence hailed as the most efficient way to stop them. In the 10 months since the section was put up, the only method federal agents have not yet seen is a tunnel. And that's yet, said Victor Guzman, the supervisory Border Patrol agent responsible for the stretch of close-together 15-foot cement-filled steel poles planted three feet into the ground. Agents responsible for guarding the stretch of border here almost immediately started seeing cuts in the fence. The towering gray and rust-colored posts are marked with bright orange spray paint in areas believed to have been breached, according to Guzman. He has worked in the area for nearly a decade and said agents have found holes cut with acetylene torches, hacksaws, and even plasma torches, a high-powered tool that uses inert gas or condensed air to quickly cut through steel and other dense metals. He says we see it once or twice a week. He said of the holes along the 1.5-mile stretch of fencing about 80 miles away. How are they able to patch these up so quickly, I'm wondering? The government people or the the, The the immigrants? I don't know. Don't have an answer for you there, but uh, I think it's interesting that the I think it's interesting that the fence is only 1.5 miles long, and the immigrants are still finding it easier to just cut through or go over it as opposed to go around it. That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean that's it's it, you know, they find it a, a 1.5 mile fence, which means in order to get to the end of it, you only have to go 0. 0.75 yeah. miles, the the distance from my house to yours. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, it, it's maybe they're just doing. Like, Despite the, the I think patrol. so. I think so. Uh, I, Gringos. I, I mean, it's so easy for them that they just that they 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 find it easier to drag an acetylene torch behind them through <laughs> through God knows where. I don't know. I mean, some of these places are in in cities. Some of them are out in the desert. I don't know. This is so ludicrous, and it just goes to show how dumb this is, and what we, yep. you know, a colossal waste of taxpayer time it is, and money, and money. Uh, he says uh, officials monitoring cameras in the area have seen at least one group using a massive ladder to scale the south side of the fence. The group then tried to drop into the United States with bungee cords before agents caught them. I love that. That's so. Uh, that's brilliant. Go to the top with the ladder and then use a bungee cord to uh, to get Boing. down. <laughs> and it's not just illegal. And the only reason they got caught was they were being watched on camera. 
It's not just illegal immigrants worrying the Border Patrol. The fence itself, built by the National Guard and Border Patrol, is starting to settle into the ground. And gaps between the posts are widening. What an amazing story. They can't even, you know, not only can't they build the levees right um, in New Orleans, but they can't build a fence right to keep out the illegal immigrants. No, and this is not a complex fence. you, You can't come up with this kind of fiction, you know? People won't believe it. The government, they wouldn't believe the government is this damn incompetent. It's All this is, this fence, is just a, as it's described earlier, gray and rust-colored posts that are just plunged into the ground, in, uh, you know, and they're filled with cement. That's all it is, just the ugliest-looking thing you've ever seen. Anyway, uh, apparently in one spot of the fence, an average-sized woman can now wedge herself through one of the gaps because of the settling of uh, the fence posts. Border Patrol spokes bureaucrat said the Columbus fencing built back in June was ordered before the congressional mandate to build 670 miles of pedestrian and vehicle fencing across the border with Mexico by the end of the year. But the goal is the same, to add a layer of security in an otherwise open patch of desert. Other sections of fencing along A layer the border. of security 1.5 miles long <laughs> in an open stretch of desert? Yes, but they want 670 miles. But, but I mean, what's the point? I mean, here, here when it's to, remarkably easy to walk around this thing... Um, the it, point is to give some business to some steel company. <sighs> Other sections of fencing along the border are being built with panels of woven steel instead of the towering post. Detractors have long argued the fence will do little to stop determined illegal immigrants and smugglers. Hoping well, now to- we know the detractors are wrong. <laughs> uh, he says, let's see, some of the, they said the breaches are no surprise. He said, what we're talking about is our fences are designed to deter people, discourage them from coming in. Combined with the rest of the infrastructure, it's supposed to buy us more time to make an arrest. Even an extra five seconds helps. The goal is, at the very least, it buys us extra time. So now they're not even I'm making I'm not sure the, that I consider five seconds worth my, uh, no. you know, taxpayer dollars. For billions this. of dollars. Yeah, now they're not even bothering to make the argument that the fence is even effective. Right. Before they were talking about how, you know, wonderful of an idea this is. The fence is going to keep people out. It's so technologically uh, advanced. Classic government, you know, uh, when, when, when they fail, they realign their story. Mm-hmm. Uh, we weren't looking for mep- weapons of mass destruction. In the city of El Paso, a team of agents is assigned to patrol a stretch of more than a dozen miles of existing fencing, looking for and welding holes. That's their job, is to go and cover up the holes in the fence so the immigrants can just come and cut them, and cut them again. Swell. I'm glad <laughs> I'm paying these bureaucrats, too. They're really, they're really uh, you know, doing things to enrich our lives. Oh, hey, here you go, Mark. Uh, and apparently in Arizona and Getting California... Jobs McDonald's, they'd, they'd be able to serve the community better. Some fencing has been in place for more than a decade, and in the past they've had the same thing happen. But in some of those areas, now contractors are helping with the daily fixes. So somebody's got a nice contract uh, to go out there every day and fix the fence. Swell. Yeah, it's, it's, this is pretty much just throwing money down a rat hole, right? I, because it's not it? stopping anybody. It's not deterring anybody. I can't see how it would deter anyone, the 1.5 miles of it, and I can't see how 100 miles would deter anybody. Nobody <laughs> who could come up with a truck for a couple of hours. Yep. <laughs> I, I, you know, I mean, is all, now instead of walking across the border, which I assume these people don't have, much mo- have enough money to purchase vehicles, mm-hmm. they would have to rent the services of someone who would drive them around the border. No problem. 800 it's ludicrous 259 you know and the only way to do it is to wall off the whole nation and that's what Sean Hannity said I heard him say it on the Hannity and Combs show he was talking with uh, Jesse Ventura Jesse Ventura there and sure enough that's what he said he wants to see a, a fence all across the southern border and all across the northern border yeah 
I mean, which direction are the guns, the heat-seeking machine guns going to face is what I want to know. Hmm. Are they going to swivel 360 degrees to keep Americans from escaping at that point? Well, as the police state continues to grow in this country, more and more people are going to want to leave. And if they don't have a passport from uh, mommy government, they're not going to be allowed to leave because now you're going to have the passport to get back into the country. It won't be long before you have to show a passport to get out. It's just the next logical step in this, you know, the, the illogic of uh, police state insanity. But look at it from their perspective. I mean, they've already gotten away with checking people's They'll come up with a passports. scare story where uh, an American was, uh, their identity was stolen while overseas, and uh, we can't just have, you know, people coming willy-nilly into the country. Well, or they just have to know who's coming and who's going. That's all. It's a, you know, it's a new world after 9-11, and we just need to know who's leaving the country and when and why, and you just have to fill out this paperwork in order to leave, citizen. 800-259-9231. But that's okay. You should feel good about it, because we're keeping you safe. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those, including the live streams. You get a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version. Both are free for you, so enjoy them on us at freetalklive.com. And uh, I want to tell you about the Free State Project's new feature on the front page of their website, I like it a lot. It's the uh, the new blogs feature that they uh, that they had there. Before they had this feature, which is brand new, there was really no real reason to go back to the Free State Project's website. Uh, because once you learned about the Free State Project, which is a movement of 20,000 liberty-loving individuals all moving to New Hampshire in order to become activists for liberty, it's a brilliant concept. We're members. We're early movers. But once you've learned about the concept, there's not really any reason to go back unless you want to go visit the forum or something like that. But now there is a reason. You can go to the front page at freestateproject.org and look under the blog section. It's right there, First, one of the first things you're going to see when you go there, uh, to see what's going on in New Hampshire, to get a window into the world of activism here, uh, various different uh, blogs. I think they're syndicating like 15 different blogs from here in New Hampshire, including uh, freekeen.com, which is, uh, which is my blog. Uh, and a, a blog a blog of the activists here in Keene. And it's not every post from Free Keene, but it's some. So they're taking some. They're selecting uh, what they consider the uh, the most relevant or interesting Well, that sounds good. Uh, posts. And so I think it's a great little feature. So head on over to freestateproject.org and uh, take a look at their site, learn about the Free State Project, and uh, go and visit some of the blogs as well and find out what's going on here in New Hampshire because there's some really exciting stuff going on. Uh, let's continue, though, and talk a little bit more about this security state situation that we have here in uh, in this country, and it's just awful. Uh, of course, we were talking about the just the ludicrous border wall and how it's doing nothing whatsoever uh, to to stop people from coming into this country, which, of course, I want people to come here. Uh, I just want them to come here and be able to live like free people instead of having to hide in the shadows and be abused by the businesses that, uh, you know, that are that hire them to where they are afraid to leave uh, for fear the business owner will call the cops I think, on them I think it's unfair to say it does nothing to, uh, to, to dissuade people from coming. 
I'm sure that uh, all the efforts and steps that we've taken, to, you know, that the United States government has taken and the immigration uh, departments have taken in order to dissuade people from coming have had some effect. I'm sure that there are some immigrants that say it's just not worth it. You know, I might Maybe. have done it if it was uh, if it was a free country. I might have gone there, but you know, it's just not worth it. Uh, things are crappy and uh, you know, crappy here. What what do I need to go there for and deal with that where they don't want me? So I think that it works to some extent, but what it also does is it diminishes our standard of living because people coming here and willing to work for less money, like uh, many of the immigrants are, it, it enhances our uh, standard of living. And in that we pay less for the things we need. Absolutely. Uh, and, and you keep more. Don't forget, what would it be like? What would your life be like if you could have a housekeeper on staff 24 hours a day, seven days a week? I know Julia would be very happy with that. Right. You know, and, and many of these immigrants would work for very little, and th- that could that can very well help people. Or they can start their own little businesses, come in sure. for a couple of hours. You know, what would it be like if you could have somebody come to your house for $10 an hour and clean it up? Or maybe less. You don't know. So, you know, our, our, our standard of living is increased, and our freedom is, uh, you know, not diminished. By now, immigrants coming here. By immigrants. Me. Sure, they're, you know, likely poor people would have to live in a poor section of town, no doubt about it. But, you know, I, I don't know why it is that people are like, but our communities, they, you know, there'd be poor people around and, you know, they're bad and they eat dogs and stuff. God knows what, what kind of things the, they the come people, up with. I can tell you something, that the uh, the people that are coming here, now look, let's be clear, there are two kinds of immigrants. There's the good kind, the one that the kind that wants to come here, make a better life for themselves, work uh, in order to do that. And then there's the parasite, the one that wants to come and just leech off the teat of the state. And as we've made very clear, if it weren't for the teat of the state being there for people to leech off of, then those parasites wouldn't come here in the first place. So, you know, the the welfare state is a major problem and that, and that needs to be dealt with. But as far as the rest of the immigrant population, which is by far the supermajority of them, the supermajority of immigrants come here to make a better life for themselves, legal or illegal, whatever you want to call them. People coming here are looking for a better life, which means that even if they start relatively... Uh, low on the scale of wealth, they're moving up that scale. These are not poor people in that we think of poor people in that they have, uh, you know, necessarily bad habits. Some of them may, uh, but many of, them, some of them may, but many of them start on a low rung, but they're taking rung by rung, moving up that, that ladder of affluence. So just because they start in a poor section of town, a generation later, they could be living in a much, much nicer place. And, and you know, that's, that's how our ancestors did it. Um, you know, the ones that, that came here made, made the lives that we now enjoy. You know, and I just I, I I think it's just so wrong the way Americans vilify these people, treat them like they're worse than dogs, um, and you know talk about them in such a crappy manner, when these people are just like our um, you know our ancestors. You know, I want to get to more of this discussion here, uh, but we got to go to the phone calls first. You can call about anything, but Homeland Security Secretary Michael Chertoff is uh, defending the immigration enforcement measures being placed on businesses in this country today, and we'll see what he has to say for himself here in a moment. Uh, but first, we go to Frank, calling from Brooklyn. Don't know where that is, but Frank, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, gentlemen. Oh, yeah, I wanted to raise uh, a couple points, but the first one is regarding the uh, discussion uh, about 20 minutes ago concerning uh, the fact that people can make anonymous calls and the government doesn't act on those and this whole thing. If you look back to Waco with the Branch Davidians Mm -hmm. and the congressional hearings that occurred after the massacre of the Branch Davidians, Mm -hmm. uh, you'll notice that Janet Reno and the Justice Department and the federal government and the FBI operated without defining who allegedly made the complaint about the abuse of the children at the Branch Davidian compound. Hmm. We know now that there never was 
a complaint or a person that made the complaint, but it was just a policy that the government had taken on its own to sort of end this uh, a challenge in the media. And it looks like some of the writers that were involved in the Clinton administration are saying that it was Hillary Clinton who put pressure on Bill to end this very quickly because it was looking bad for his administration. Mm -hmm. The point is this. The government always operates uh, with alleged reports that are never verified uh, when it takes action against innocent citizens. And this happens with the IRS, where the IRS will say, we're going to audit you because we received uh, uh, an anonymous tip from a source that we can't reveal, and this and that. Sure. So this is always a the drug war. process. Yeah. And if you look at the gulag in the Soviet Union from Solzhenitsyn's writings, and you look at what happened in Nazi Germany from the Holocaust writers that survived the Holocaust, you'll find out that always the bureaucracy operates with alleged statements, complaints against people, uh, that actually have life and death consequences, and either the government or the individuals benefit by you know this violation of civil rights and the forfeiture of property. So I think we have to be aware of that, and this is nothing new to this government, and it's been going on and on, and all you have to look at are the release documents with the public, uh, what is it, the Freedom of Information Act regarding Martin Luther King mm. and how he was harassed and the different statements that were made allegedly by people in his uh, organization that never made statements that the FBI used to violate his civil rights and that Bobby Kennedy used to wiretap his phones and things. Interesting, so let's Mike. be aware if we understand history, this is common operating policies. And what I wanted to say regarding the immigration yes, sir. situation is that I see the... Uh, grandfathering in of illegal immigrants with welfare benefits as really a class warfare against the American middle class and the working class and the American poor that are unemployed because there are no job opportunities. And in New York, what I see right now that didn't exist 20 years ago is the fact that 90% of all new construction is done by non-union workers, many from Mexico and Central America that come up that are working. Sounds for good much to me. Less. I pay less for that too. Pay less, and we're also having lots of accidents where buildings fall, people are killed. The the death rate over the last five years with building collapses. Well, take that up with the insurance company, Frank, because it's not the uh, no, no, it's not the an immigrant's I'm fault. I'm trying to say is this: I think you have to look at it not just as when our grandparents or great grandparents came over or our. Uh, ancestors of 13 generations ago came over to the United States. During those periods, the economy was expanding, and it was industrial and agricultural base that was expanding. And Well, the economy know, can still expand if it weren't for the government taxing people, Frank. If it weren't I mean, for the, this, absurd, uh, the, you know, this absurd tax rate that we have and all these regulations, and if we didn't have restrictions on freedom, if we didn't have restrictions on immigration, the economy could continue to expand. So it's uh, because point. of the government's influence, but thank the you for the call. It's because of the government's influence that the economy is having trouble. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Just enough time for your calls, even in these remaining moments of Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. We only have a few moments remaining, but just enough time for your call. If you make it now at 800-259-9231, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And we invite you to our website and enjoy all the features on the site for free. Unlike those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their site. We give ours away. But we do ask that uh, you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. 
as have done about 500 of our listeners now. We're getting up to that. Uh, we're getting close to that now. Yeah, we got should, like we, three grand uh, coming in uh, monthly. Maybe it's actually about 450, but we're getting close to 500, and it's exciting. Uh, and it's making a big difference for us because that money comes in and we reinvest it into the show and thereby get on more radio stations around the country, spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. And you get some perks, too. You get access to the Ample Link call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are available for you at amp.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up using any major credit card, PayPal. Uh, you can either use, uh, you can also use alternative methods like money orders and the like. Uh, so go to amp.freetalklive.com and get on board with the program. We continue with your calls. We go to Jeff in Treeport. Uh, Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. Jeff, going once. Jeff, going twice. I'm, I'm, I'm finally on now, I think. There you are, Jeff. What's on your mind? Well, um, I, want, I agree with your last caller except for one point. He um, kind of blamed Janet Reno on the Waco siege, and she wasn't attorney general yet. She wasn't? She was, no, she wasn't. She was a she was um, being confirmed during the 55 day standoff. Hmm. Okay. And it was the, the whole the, the siege was was done under George Bush's FBI. And Interesting. When, yeah, and when it's, it's kind of it's kind of like Ruby well, thugs Reed. are thugs to me. So really, it's just a trivia uh, detail. What else were you calling about tonight? Okay. Well, um, also about the um, the wall. The, the wall to me is kind of like um, you remember we are the world. We are Michael yeah, Michael Jackson and a whole bunch of other people singing a song, sure. Yeah, well, there was a Christian version of that called Do Something Now, which was really pathetic. And, 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 and the, the <laughs> I have never heard of it, so it, I, I, I might have to agree with you since I have never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, well, the wall is like Do Something Now. It doesn't have to work, but Do Something Now. And, and it, it really feeds into this, into this, um, this fear that, that Republicans like to, um, to, to push. You know that you know your problems are being caused by those immigrants. You you guys mentioned the welfare state. Now hold on, uh, before you go on, I want to you know you said that this is Republicans and it's about eighty percent of Americans want uh, you know something done about the immigrant problem. And I would say that there's a large section of the Democrats out there, like labor, for instance, uh, big labor, that want to keep uh, you know immigrants out that would uh, you know cross picket lines Take our and, jobs. Work, and uh, you know yeah. work for less and that kind of thing. So I don't think you can uh, certainly Republicans are to blame, but I think Democrats are just as to blame. Well, for yeah, this one. Well, I mean, I mean, it's kind of like this. I mean, um, the, the Republicans are, are rattling the saber against, say, Iran right now, uh-huh. and and they, they'll rattle it so much it becomes almost, you know, um, common wisdom, whatever. But, like a foregone and, conclusion that Iran right. is dangerous. And, and, and you hear hear Barack Obama say, like he said last year, that Iran is dangerous, and nobody says how they're dangerous, but they're dangerous, mm-hmm. right? You know, so I mean, yeah, but but the fact of the matter is, it's still the Republicans' fault. That anyone even says that Iran is dangerous? <laughs> you know? Oh, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I mean, didn't we have uh, trouble during a Democratic administration with Iran? I mean, I'm not going to point fingers. Like I said, they're all I just thugs to me. I think it's just two wings of the same big ugly bird out, up there in Washington, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm with you there. So, Jeff, what would I mean? How do you feel? I mean, about immigration in America? Are you with us that uh, the border should be open and that free people should be free to cross borders freely, or how do you feel? Well, um. I don't have an opinion on whether they should, should cross freely. I don't think it's a problem. I, I think that people who say it's a problem have been duped by people who want to take your mind off of why, why you really are broke 
and why your taxes are really high, which is the war. I agree. Twelve billion bucks a month. Totally would agree with you. Yeah, one hundred percent agree. And and it's you a know, major liberal conservative. The fact is, your money has been stolen um, by the Federal Reserve in the form of just printing up more money to finance this war out there. The yeah. uh, the, the the futures of your children have been mortgaged, uh, you know, by a president yeah. who thinks that you know he knows best that he can actually mortgage your future in order to pay for this war, and that is just so wrong. Every three months, he wants another hundred billion dollars. Yeah. This is on top of our $600 billion budget. You know, and what can you do to stop it? I mean, I, I suppose that the Democrats could uh, grow a spine, but they're not doing so. They were elected to, uh, to get into the, the office and stop this war, but they're not voting against these, uh, these, these packages to give money to the president. Well, that's because, that's because Americans are stupid. You know, and, and Lazy, you know, don't, don't pay attention. They play violin music and go, the troops are crying. You're voting against this settlement, which is really going to Blackwater. Because our troops are funded. But, see, one thing folks don't know is for every soldier over there, there's also a mercenary we're paying for. Mm. Well, and beyond all that, the Democrats don't really have an interest. I mean, it doesn't really matter if they do anything about it because, you know, they got elected and that's what they're looking for. And anybody that knows anything about Washington, D.C. knows they all scratch each other's back. I mean, the Democrats will vote yes on the Republicans' legislation if the Republicans vote yes on the Democrats' legislation. I don't think so. uh, It all goes through. Look, Look at it this way. Under Carter, how much did our did our debt go up? Hardly at all. I couldn't tell uh, you. Under Clinton, it almost went down. Uh, you can you can point to almost all of our ten trillion bucks in debt. Almost all of it is under Republicans. Sure, the Republicans, yeah, Democrats, have voted their, for it their too. policy is um, to you know uh, you know spend and, and deficit, and the, uh, the Democrats is to spend and tax. Uh, you know, I mean, it's. I don't know which one I think is this best. The, and the Republicans, you know, Ronald Reagan, I, I, it was a Democrat. When Ronald Reagan was in office, it was a Democrat-controlled Congress, and yet he signed all their bills, and uh, they passed them through, and it's it's all buddy-buddy back-scratching. And, you know, to make you think, they try to make you think that there's a dime's worth of difference between the two, but really there's not. Jeff, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. And that's part of the grand distraction as well, is that people have been uh, distracted by this duplicitous uh, politics into thinking that there's something significantly different between the two sides. And really all they're doing is arguing over the details of tyranny. That's all. They're just arguing, well, we should have more tyranny over here. No, no, we should have it five steps this way. But they all agree that tyranny is what we need in this country. Yeah, because the government can control things. The government can do things well. And, you know, I really, I would challenge someone to, uh, you know, try to think in your mind a program that the government has done well. Please, come up with something that the government's done well. And now, here's the caveat. Remember that doing something well means doing it efficiently from a financial standpoint. Mm. For instance, I can grow, go out and buy a perfectly good car tomorrow like a Toyota Camry. But if I pay $60,000 for a brand new Toyota Camry, not done well. I haven't not done it well. And every time the government does something, they don't pay double. They pay Triple, quadruple. quadruple, quintuple. That's how the government does things. Even if they successfully do something like open a school and run a school or run a fire department or attack a nation and actually defeat it, which I don't think we've done since World War II. But, you know, any of these things, they, they, they do it for way, way too much money. We uh, continue here with your phone calls. Vince in Indianapolis, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Vince. Hello, Mark and Ian. How are you? Sorry Super. about my cold, but... That's all right. What's on I your was, mind? I was watching this thing on gun rights, mm-hmm. and there's this mayor's convention about closing the 
loophole in, in gun shows. The federal loophole, the, the old, gun show. The yeah. old gun show, show loophole, just another excuse yeah. for some more legislation. God knows people are just, you know. Because that's the, where gangsters buy the their guns. All the gangsters are going to the uh, gun shows, <laughs> and they're picking up the, uh, their, their assault rifles there. That's where they're getting their weapons. It's, it's such yeah, a bunch of crap. Yeah, but I, 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 we're having more crime. We're having more guns on the street. And yet... We keep passing all these anti-gun laws. I mean, in the state of Ohio, they're wanting to pass legislation to let college students to, uh, to carry guns. You know, and a guy said, you look at Cincinnati, he, in Cincinnati, you can carry a gun, but if he goes on University of Cincinnati's property... He's a felon. Yeah, it's crazy. Those kids really need to uh, to do something serious, uh, maybe some civil disobedience, but, of course, they're all too obedient to even consider those options. Vince, thanks for the call. We appreciate Thank it. Civil disobedience around firearms is some dangerous stuff. I like uh, the empty holster protest they're doing uh, yeah. at, at some colleges. I, I realize it doesn't have a lot of teeth as far as a uh, as civil disobedience goes, but, you know, uh, most people are um, in university to... Uh, uh, increase their earning potential. They're not there to, you know, do a bunch of um, civil disobedience. Yeah, I know. 800-259-9231. I don't expect them to do anything. I know college kids, and I know how they work. They uh, they barely ever do anything as far as activism is concerned. I'd like to see that change. Maybe it will someday, but that tends to be the rule. Uh, hey, real quick, uh, Homeland Security Secretary Michael Chertoff says he feels the pain of employers pinched by intensified efforts to control illegal immigration, but they shouldn't expect any changes in enforcement. He says, he says that uh, apparently the rising complaints, get this, the rising complaints from businessmen offer some evidence that the Bush administration's approach is working. So the fact that you guys are pissed off means that we're having success at catching illegal immigrants. Swell. That's what they're saying. And he says, prepare for more of it, business owners, because this is the new America. We might continue this story tomorrow night. If we get a chance, of course, we'll talk to you about anything. In the meantime, we'll see you online at freetalklive.com. It's been Ian here with you. And Mark. I'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. The cynic says, I started losing my hair and there was nothing I could do. I wore a baseball cap because I was self-conscious. The believer says, I started using Avacor two months ago and already I'm regrowing my own hair. My bald spot is going. No caps for me. Are you a cynic? Avacor's formula is FDA approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. Avacor's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month supply of Avacor and receive boost just for trying Avacor. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. Call 1-800-451-8920. That's 1-800-451-8920. This is a limited time offer, so call now. Call 1-800-451-8920. 1-800-451-8920. Or log on to avacorradio.com.